This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider. That's right, get it up. Oh, everybody's going crazy for DJ Spider. He's in the house. And I'm truly... In the house, look at me. I'm in the Beat Source house. We're back in the office. It feels so good to uh, be outside of my my home studio. We're up in the place to be. We're at Beat Source, and you want to know why? Because this podcast every week is brought to you by Beat Source, and we love Beat Source. Okay, Beat Source is the new digital music service for open format DJs. We've got custom playlists constantly being worked on. We've got the 20 playlist, which is the namesake from our podcast. We've got all different genres. We now have edits legally on there with intros, outros, acapella outs, transitions, all kinds of cool stuff. And we've got BeatSource Link, which allows you to DJ from the cloud. So I have actually been using it at some of my club gigs now, now that I'm back in the world. And it's pretty incredible. Um, I dipped into DJ Vice's VIP crates the other night and played a couple of his tracks that he put in there, and it's it's pretty incredible. So uh, if you want to jump on, you want 60 days free to experiment and try it out, use the code THE20, T-H-E-2-0, and you will get 60 days free. Try it out. Hit me up if you got any questions, and I will put you in touch with the right people, or just hit me up say hello uh hit me up on instagram dj spider at dj s-p-i-d-e-r thank you guys for listening thank you to all the beat sorcerers all the supporters everybody out there we really appreciate it and if you want to help out a little bit more rate and review the podcast on the apple podcast app because it pushes it up lets us do this more lets us get a bigger audience and uh, that's what we want and we appreciate it so um, I personally, like I said, have been out on the road. I got to be in Boston, Vegas. Uh, we're, we are um, heading into October. This may be coming out in October, and I will be all over the place. I'm going to Riverside, California. I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to San Francisco. I'm going to Vegas again. Uh, a bunch of places. So um, hit up my website or my Instagram um, if you want to. See where I'm going. My website's D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R.com, DJSpider.com, and I just told you my Instagram. And now, on to the important part, our guest of the day, our unbelievable, amazing guest that I was able to interview in person and actually see and feel their aura and their energy coming towards me. And it was a wonderful feeling because this person is a great person and super fun to be around. Um... See if you can guess from the clues that I'm going to give you. But she is very active. That's right. I said she. She is very active in the private event and corporate world, working with clients like Disney Plus, Porsche, Coca-Cola, Adidas, and more. The list goes on. She has a lot of valuable lessons to bring to the table surrounding DJ bookings, branding, and a lot of other things. Um, And we discuss it heavily on this episode. I think it's going to help out a lot of you guys. It was really insightful to me as well. She is also part of the beat source and dj city family throwing the events uh including the ladies link up which is hugely successful and really cool event that she's been doing for a while um 
She also handles the external partnerships and operations. She is a wonderful person, as I stated, to be around and truly stands by what she believes in. And I think that's really commendable and you'll learn more about it on this episode. I love talking to her. I had so much fun. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this interview and to check out this episode. So please welcome to the show, DJ Dazzler. We are in the house. It is the 20 podcast. We're in person. It feels so good. And we are here with DJ Dazzler. Give it up. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up, guys. Dazzler, how are you? I am caffeinated, activated, and we've this is a long time coming. I feel like we've been wanting to do this for a while. We've been wanting to do it. We've been wanting to do it in person. Yes. Um, which, you know, no offense to anyone I've interviewed. Um Virtually, it's great, but there is that little bit of lag time, a little bit of like sure. non-in-person um, something, you know, yeah. special something. So well, we to connect be able to, well, too, I think, yes. very well in person, yes. so I wanted to offer that up for sure. Exactly. I want people to be able to see in full, top quality, your amazing shirt and uh, all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for being here, and Absolutely. I think, you know, there's so much interesting stuff that we have to talk about sure. uh, from your career, your work with DJ City and BeatSource, your own stuff with branding, you know, what you've done during the pandemic, um, yeah. and all that stuff, and just recently, I know you've been on tour with Disney Plus doing these events, yes. which are so cool, um, so yeah, I want to I wanna hear all about that. I guess, why don't you tell us recently, most recently, what you've been doing with the Disney Plus and any other events? Absolutely. So lately, and what I'm hoping is a post-pandemic era, let's hope and pray. Yes, um, I know. Yeah, came out of it in a different mindset, which which we can definitely, you know, go over today. But yeah. recently, went on tour with Disney+. Plus. So cool. Amazing opportunity. And since then, which was pretty recent, uh, Major League Soccer, Coca-Cola, oh, Adidas. Cool. Wow. Um, Porsche. Mm. Porsche or Porsche? What are, what are we? What's the technical term? I don't know. Term? I say Porsche, yeah. but I've heard both. The car, so. <laughs> <laughs> them. So uh, exciting things in the works, and hoping to ride that momentum. Given we're able to do so. Yeah, totally. It feels like we are. I don't know. You know, as we were coming into the fall, like we're just heading into fall, a lot of people were saying, "Okay, get ready for the, the pandemic winter and the yeah. next wave and this and that." But I don't see that happening completely i feel like we're in a different place we have the vaccine which didn't exist before people are used to wearing masks which didn't exist before if you we, think about a year ago yeah, we did not have the none vaccine. of that and and we didn't have any protocol for how we were supposed to live even in the beginning of the summer we didn't know how to live and to go into these events and all this stuff so i feel like now we're understanding how to do it and throw events it's still messing up our industry in certain ways, but I don't see it as negative, you know, coming into it. I hope, I hope and pray that. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I think other things have opened different avenues and uh, what I, what I especially liked, I mean, do I wish a pandemic ever? No, of course not. But But what I do like what it did for a vast majority of people in our community is people niche down on right. what they wanted to do. Yeah. And you saw that virtually. You saw that on Twitch. You see that in people being selective of the opportunities they take on. Or like, I right. don't think I want to go back to my ex-residency or whatever or this. And 
yeah. people are finding what their core values are. I thought that was a big win for our industry. I think that's huge. And actually, that's something that I've heard you speak about and that we've talked about before. And I think something that's important to you. Um, I was going to touch on it later, but I think it's good to bring up yeah. now as a good segue into it because you're someone that um, is into activism. You really stand for things. You really speak your mind about what you think is important. And I've heard you talk about um, working with clients and doing gigs that align with your values and almost manifesting those things or putting it out there what your values are so you don't work with the wrong people um, and they're happy by hiring you and you're happy that they hired you and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think that that's something yeah. people were able to take a step back and realize maybe I don't need to say yes to everything. Maybe I can pick and choose what I want to put my time into or make things that will last longer for the future. Or I'm going to leave a legacy or uh, the direction I want to go. So, yeah, do you want to speak a little yeah. more on, on that aspect of things? For sure. Believing in what you work for? I think there's a couple of things that have happened during the pandemic, especially last year. Yeah. And um, maybe it, it's going to go along that path of what you asked. Uh, but how I got to that yeah. point was really niching down and getting into contracts, gigs, and opportunities that were fulfilling for me. So I think what people forget is it, maybe it's just a financial motivation, which I get it. We all totally. have bills to pay. Yes. But there's also, you know, an area that's also just as important is that opportunity. Can I leverage that? Or is that client worth working for? Is yeah. There's a variety of things. And so um, how I got to that point, I would credit the pandemic for sure. And, and last year's very turbulent social justice, yeah. you know, movements that have occurred. So if you recall, was it March of last year where I think it was like everything closed for two weeks, right? Do you remember that? It's, and to be honest with you, it was since it was a two week, like, you know, stores, events, like hunker down at your house. Right. I found that a blessing. I think many people said, and for me, it was, I kind of felt burnt out, not so much the physical burnout of doing events and working and all of that, but it was just, I was just in constant go mode. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take these two, you know, two weeks yeah. off. Like, like we all did. Of course. And then two weeks, what turned into a month? Like, okay, we need to like continue this. It's going to be a month. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll get by. And then it was like, well, okay, we, the spring, the springtime, let's get through the springtime. And then by the summer, things are going to reopen. We're going to get going. Summer literally came and went, right? Like, uh, things weren't opening. Yeah. And so at some point, what was that? Three, four months have gone by. I'm like, I think I need to reevaluate how I do things. If I want to scale, if I want to be, take on more grand things, if I want to be better and, yeah. you know, grow. Totally. And so during this time, social justice stuff, pandemic, all of that, um, there's a couple of things that I did. Um, one of them was uh, I worked softly with a inclusion uh, specialist who helped me get to sense of my brand messaging and attracting the clients that I want. And it comes from within really like what are yeah. things that are important to you? There's no wrong or right answer, but trying to manifest and attract that type of client. So yeah. how timely with the social justice stuff. So I'm actually going through a rebrand, something that I also invested in. Uh, not, it's not quite finished yet, but, I'm working with a branding specialist to help me attract people that are just like me, like in terms of the human beings they are. Yeah. So that way, th there's two reactions that I welcome when, let's say, if you don't know me personally and you're coming to my site or you're going to my IG, there's two, th or two or three things that are important to me that my online presence matches my real life energy. Yeah. So it shouldn't, it should be very 
synonymous with each other. Like if you've ever, have you ever gone on someone's IG page you don't know and you're inspired or like, wow, they do things cool. And when you meet them, you're almost like, you're not that person. I thought you were, it could be a personality thing. It could be right. style, all sorts of things. I really wanted to prioritize being congruent on all levels because yeah. that's the stuff I think people who are looking to hire you look at. Totally. Now, another thing that I did uh, was create messaging that where I want, this is the part that I want either or reaction I welcome, where if you don't know me and you're seeing me and the things that I stand for, you'll be like, DJ Dazzler, that's exactly who we want. She's a fit for this. Or I also welcome, what is this garbage? She stands for this. We don't want her at all, <laughs> which is great because you don't contact me and I don't need to do this back and forth with you. And it's all good. Right. It's all good. Like you as a client, if you know that I'm not a fit for you. Yeah. You, we don't waste each other's resources and time. No, it's so true. A lot of wasted time is just on back and forth with either rate negotiations where people have no idea how expensive or not expensive, yeah. you know what it is, or just in different things that may make them not get along, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Or and, see eye to eye. And I think some people think it's just a pricing thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's various things. And I, I'm very much convinced, especially with my trajectory with the corporate yeah. stuff, people are hiring not the service of DJing, they're hiring the human being, right? Like, are they a brand, we, we hear this a lot, you and I do uh, uh, similar types of events, and it's like right. they hire you as the person, Yes. and and if you're a brand match for that, and some a lot of that stuff resonates in, in how you dress, or if are your values the same as such, you know? Yeah, totally. And so I've had to turn down things that I think weren't a fit for me, you know? Or, you know what I mean, it doesn't, go well with the content I'm trying to serve. Like right. probably the stuff that I'm after, I'm not suited for things that I did before. And that's okay. That's part of the growth. Yeah. The no, it's scaling. good. Yeah. It's good to have that, I guess, self-realization of mm -hmm. um, what you want too. You know yeah. what I mean? Because if you don't know what you want, you're going to get pushed around by what you think is right or what other people are doing, you know? For sure. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, super smart and like a good way to put it. And, um, and then as far as like the, the brand, you know, like you said, you're working with a branding specialist. So what, what, who is that? Or like, yeah. you know, what's or the what process that? behind yeah. that? Yeah. Like how would you find someone like that or approach them or talk to them? I will start with this. I think our industry uses the word brand very loosely and sometimes often incorrectly. Yeah. To me, branding is, okay, logo, your colorscape, your hex codes of what are, you know, and your website. Okay. Brand, to me, is what the act of people doing business with you and their feelings of that after the fact. That's your brand. That's how people remember you by, yeah. I think. And so with obviously strong branding and a great brand, you know, execution, I think that makes a winning product or service. Yeah. So I think a lot of people think it's just the thing, the logo, the color or whatever it is. And there's so many things that go into that. And I think yeah. people doing business with you afterwards and their feelings, hopefully positive. Yep. That's what I think it makes you hireable. And that's yeah. your brand. That, I mean, basically all memories are tied to how you felt, I think, you know, so mm -hmm. a lot of the time people are scrutinizing, Oh, this song, that song at the end of the day, 
they don't necessarily remember the exact songs you played or the exact order. Maybe if the DJ does, that's right. there. But the other people don't. They just remember how you made them feel or the crowd feel or the feeling of the, the place and, and all of that. So I agree that concentrating on that side of things will help for you to get rebooked or booked or have a good relationship with people rather than being so scientific about every oh, little yeah. thing. Yeah. I think a lot of DJs from, you know, we were working for DJ City, working for Beat Source and being a DJ myself, I feel like yeah. I'm in this ecosystem pretty deeply. And yes. what I've noticed in our community is sometimes so much of the focus is the actual act of DJing itself when it's so much more than that. Keep like keeping, uh, you know, thought of your booker or the person hiring you. Like what is your experience? away from the turntables, what is their experience with you leading up to the event? Right. Or even after the fact. I mean, yeah. a lot of the time, that's why I get hired. And I think what separates me and finding what sets me different is I think I'm very high touch and white glove in that scape to the point where I'm trusted very early on in the yeah. process before. It could be months, weeks before I even actually play. And right. I could, I would, probably confidently say like let's say i just did not nail it in that sense yeah but knowing that they felt taken care of before during and after right the fact i think gives people mm -hmm. ease because you're we're problem solvers in our space we're, we're solving a problem when being hired we need to service entertainment we were sourced for music yeah and really that's if you take that concept and expand it more than your physical state behind turntables there's so much value add that's true that you can provide yeah, no, it's true. And then sometimes they expect too much of you and you have to explain yeah, to them. Yeah, of course, you know. manage expectations. I always say that we're in the business of acting fast yeah. and managing people's expectations. Right, because sure. sometimes they'll be crazy. That's why it's nice to deal with professional event planners because they know what they're talking about a lot of the time. But when oh, you're yeah. dealing directly with clients sometimes, I mean, I'm happy to do it, but it's harder because they're just like, well, I don't usually do this. I don't know. Can you, you know, they just make yeah. insane asks or the money is all over the place. But and I think they don't we're understand. in a unique space to educate. Like I think yeah. people forget that. Like they don't, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're the experts in our field. And I'm not talking about if you've been DJing for five months, one month, 10 right. years, 20 years, you are the vetted person in their eyes. And sometimes they don't know. So, Although the ask True. might be too far or way out of, you know, scope, it's up, I think, up to us as a community and yeah. individually right. to educate them in that process of what's doable, what's market value, what's, uh, what is beyond your scope of work. Right. Because they, I get, you know, if they're in the mindset, if I, if I don't ask, yeah. I don't receive. Or right. And I totally get it. And then a lot of times they just, you know, get somebody like there was, I got offered something recently and then they're like, I'm like. Nobody would do that for that price, you know? And they're like, we got somebody for even a little bit cheaper. I'm like, okay, well, have fun with them. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. As, I used to get super upset and take it super personally when I wouldn't get a gig. I mean, it hurts yeah. a little, right? And we're creatives and we take pride yeah. in our work. But now my mindset is if already they're a pain and if they're already price haggling, that already sends, tells me they va they value cost first versus other things. And yeah. therefore, if you know what your core values are, it's easier to let them go without feeling. Yeah. Like, so it it's almost, it's, they're doing you a favor. Okay, yeah, great. Totally you did right. not get that gig and they were going to be a pain anyway. It was less right. on you. Exactly. You know? And I really yeah. encourage DJs to adopt that mind frame because I think we, sometimes we get hung up on the, oh, 
what if I did this? If I just lowered my rate, if I just offered more for less, I don't think that's a winning attitude about it either. No, I don't think so either. And I think that, um, yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, The pandemic, that forced break allowed me to feel like I don't have to be working every weekend all the time. Obviously, I want to work a lot and make money. Well, but you, and also, you love it and you're great yeah, at it. Yeah, and I love it and, and it's my life. But I used to feel that competitive thing with, with myself of like, mm-hmm. this is what I was doing last year. This is what I be, need, you know, need to be doing now, which mm-hmm. I have that still. I mean, I want to do well, but but I realize there's other things to work on at that downtime. If I have a whole weekend off... I get to either spend some amazing time with my family that I never got to do before or my friends or work on a new project. Also, it's good to work on projects that, you know, might be around if there is another pandemic or there's another time where we can't DJ for a while. It, you know, I I don't want to be stuck with like, okay, what should I do? You know, like I want to have other things going on. So there's other things I'm working on. So now it's fun to have time off to be able to work on it in a oh, way. Oh, that's great. Kinda, or know. maybe open projects you've had for years. Exactly, and like, yeah. And, and that gives you a little bit of yeah. inspiration and yeah. where you see that project in a different lens now, you may get it better. Yeah, and there's new streams of income and yep. things that we can do, like with the virtual events. I know you've done so many virtual yes. events, and there's even things opening up with just like virtual reality DJing sure. and the metaverse and all these things that will be going on expanding at that we can be a part of you know and even with people selling like we get booked to you know do a private event or to help sell alcohol at a club we're going to be able to help sell nfts or whatever people want to sell on the internet you know we're there like you said to as a solution or to provide this service to help people um, do what they want to do so i think if we just keep our eyes and ears open we'll see these opportunities as they keep coming to us. And we don't have to just go with the old school model the whole Absolutely. time. And I think most people would argue this, but I am very firm believer that I think things are in abundance. I don't think... Yes. Like, people like to use the term, like, it's oversaturated. It's this. I'm like, things are abundant. It's you're yeah. not welcoming... Your energy is so closed in yeah. that things don't come to you naturally. Right. So it's really the energy you put out there. And... Once you identify your core values, you'll know things that are fit for you. And when you specialize in a thing, people will like gravitate to that. I, ha- I had a yeah, homegirl right. who did nothing but kids, DJ kids events. And I think a lot of people feel some type of way about kids events, weddings and all that. But she said, right. boldly went, leaned in. Yeah. Says, I only do kids events. You know what happened? She ended up being the go-to person in the celebrity world for DJ kids events. Right. To the point she was quoting so high because- she was known for that. Yeah. So there comes to, it's you know, true. there's something that comes to knowing who you are and what is of your interest. Yeah. And fully leaning into that 100%. Yeah. And I think my old, and I'm not perfect at this. We've talked about this before, how the safe route sometimes is us wearing this one size fits all t-shirt in the yeah. in DJ gigs yeah. and not being known for anything. And then we kind of get lost in this is, then that's the whole saturation and competitors thing because- if you're not really solid in standing and showcasing what you're really good at, interested in, and all of that, yeah, then you kind of forget forgotten. And then that's where the comparison happens. Yeah, where you're people right. compare you where I don't think people should be comparing us to another thing because there's only one spider. There's only one dazzler. There's only 
one of us. Right. And so there's a lot of things that we can be best suited for. So I'm getting better at that mind shift. I'm not perfect at it. Like I do, like you, I want to do every gig. I think yeah. we we can equally do every type of a gig um, on the planet with zero to little notice and yes. and knock it out. But I think really focusing in and, yeah. and elevating our value that way, that's the route to go. Yeah. And it's hard as humans to not look at social media and oh compare and go, yeah. wait, I want to do that. Or I could do that. Or, or why wasn't I yeah, considered like, for that? Yeah, exactly. Or how did they get that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's part of Guilty. it. But um, you have to just, you know, acknowledge that's happening and then do what you will with it, you know, and then, but, but I think your advice is like really good, you know, in that respect it, with the off, you know, being authentic to who you are, your core values and trying to manifest the type of things that you want to DJ and the type of people that will be attracted to you and right. want you to be part of their event, you know, yeah. and then you'll create long-term relationships and stuff like that as That's well. That's really how uh, the biggest thing to leverage is the relationship. I hope yeah. in this wave of us, you know, I hope we're all thriving, you know, here from here on out from what we've been through, but I think accepting a gig and doing the gig for the sake of the gig is just a, a door closed. Like after that gig, how can you leverage that into other things and someone else? Like how is how would you? I mean, this community, the follow up game is really weak. I think. I think we can all do better. Yeah. You know, like after that gig, do you thank that person right. in their in their preferred method of communication? Do you check up on them? Uh, right. Regularly and just put yourself top of mind, or right. do you genuinely connect with them in other ways? Yeah, uh, and that's how you can be remembered. Do you do do you do that, or do you have a technique? That's with my that? favorite thing to do. Ever. <laughs> I, so, I, what I, are some tips uh, in that realm? You know, of following right. up and and being authentic with your communication that's, with them, not on some yeah. like. Here's a fruit basket. Yeah, yeah. here's edible <laughs> arrangements and like whatever. That is you definitely know. the key. Like you got in anything you do, but particularly that this, you have to be super intentful. Yeah. Um, even beyond strategic, but intentful, where it's genuine, mm-hmm. where you ca- that, that you care and mm-hmm. you want to build that relationship and show right. interest. So, I think a lot of the things that resonate with me with that is because, like, especially for these these recent wave of clients, that it was definitely a value match. That's why I got hired one hundred percent. And so, even as people, the gig alone, gig aside, I just connected with them as people, whether it's similar interests or yeah, um, actually like. One of my Disney contacts, her and I are going to SoFi Stadium this weekend. And oh, nice. That's something like I'm treating her to because, hey, like we just became friends and we have this common interest in like live events and she's an event producer. And, and so am I actually. That's my trade. And so we have that in common. And it's L.A. and, and she loves L.A. and uh, I'm a huge Rams fan. So we're going to like check that out together. And it's during our off time. It's it's something my re- professional relationship with her technically has ended. But right staying in touch with them and and yeah that's great and keeping that forward and then obviously social media helps if you're genuinely interacting with people right i think that goes beyond a like or five emojis in the comments like it really like if you're really invested in someone it's like honestly it's a courtship no like like it's like this whole dancing act of communication being authentic showing up as yourself right and doing things the way that resonate with you. So the way I do things might not be the same way you do, and that's totally okay. Right. But I think the receiving end of that can tell if you're true to yourself or if it feels like a business transaction. Totally. And I feel like my process along the way, other than, um, oh, in fact, 
prior to you ever booking me or anyone ever booking me, there's even specific vocabulary I do not use. If you want me like to make it attractive to right. hire me, yeah. is that worth even saying? Like, yeah, sure. So I don't use the B word in my uh, like booking budget. Oh, <laughs> I have other language I use. What do you say? I say if so. For the most part, people. A lot of my leads go. That's you're, that's just out of my your budget. So I don't talk about the word money or budget. Right. It's like, oh, really? Like, well, tell me more. What's in your financial comfort zone, or what's in your not bad. You know, yeah, <laughs> your right. What's something that's comfortable for you to work with, or yeah. something like that? Like, because I full disclosure, I'm not managed. I've never had a formal manager. I've done all my bookings myself. I like you. I've taken gigs from different agencies. I have great rela- relationships with all of them. Yeah, and I, I that's also you got to show value there as well. Yeah. But when you're standing up for yourself and representing yourself, I think it's easy for DJs to feel like they're being pushed in a corner to work with budgets, right. demands, and all that. And again, coming at a place of education and telling clients yeah. of how to see this service through and how you're the only person fit for the job. So there's little things that I've you know taken along the way to use. But in terms of like money, I don't say the word so after dotted line side oh yeah i say that word budget like like oh you wanted that that's actually right sure. right but like inter- no that makes sense i've had similar know? things like that too where i'm just like just let me know a number that you feel comfortable you know being in or, or a, pr- a price range or so you know it's not as i yeah. guess calculated as oh, you're gosh. saying I th- but i think I like- but but i think that that's <laughs> smart um approaching it like that you know because same thing i'd rather them just tell me what they have to work with and then I can figure out if it's worth it for me and it's a relationship I want to build upon or if it's just some one-time thing and it's not worth it for me or you know whatever it is. I will say with that strategy which I like I would encourage DJs to then not surrender so once that you know this is whole tale of whoever says a number first loses I actually don't I actually don't believe that entirely these days because I think transparency benefits both parties right I say sometimes like if they won't tell me I'll ask them the budget but then if they won't tell me I'll be like okay I'm usually in this range Range. and then a lot of times they go whoa that's a lot you know and I'm like okay well I'm just telling you things I get for gigs but if you tell me what you have then maybe we can work together and you get someone that gets paid well but I could do it for less for you because we you know, or starting a relationship, but they're, because also they're scared to insult you or they're scared to then say too high of a number. And you know, they're, they're playing the game as well. I, I'll tell you in my rebrand, what I'm also doing so that I attract more of what I want. Yeah. I am officially now saying before we have a zoom call, which now I have embedded in my I guess if you want to call a sales process, I make that a mandatory thing now because I, I want us to vibe in this level. Like right. if we don't, then there's no use for us to continue on whatever it is and there's no price yeah. tag on that. But for even us to get there, I even say I even say now my rates start at this and that way it's up right. to you to tell me if this conversation continue on or yeah. if it shouldn't. Exactly. So that way, you know what? There's We're not wasting either of our are, time. Yeah, <laughs> right. And there's just other better suited options for that person. Yeah. And I think- Sometimes we fall in this trap of uh, being over-accommodating. And listen, it's not because we're, I think we're not bad people as an industry. I think we genu- we're passionate what we do. We so badly want to be booked yeah. for the money, for the actual act of DJing because we all love it so much. Right. But I also think what people, DJs forget is that we're also, we should also protect our market as well. So for example, if I got a lead mm-hmm. that I could not do, 
I want to be able to be like, God, I am booked, but DJ Spider, a good friend of mine, is very capable of this gig. Can I hand this over to you knowing that this right. rate is acceptable? I would take it and he would take it too. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing on this planet these days anymore that makes me so happy to like give somebody else another 100%, opportunity. Yeah. I, I have love friends doing that. That I do that with as well and I trust 100%. Right. Or if I know this person's good for this or that, you know, same kind of thing. Just like, trust me. Cause I'd rather keep it in the family too. Yeah. And, um, and then you know what? I think too, um, self awareness, like, or let's say the yeah. opposite thing. Let's say you are available and how, how many, I've had this happen several times to me where I'll get a lead and you already know while reading that email, you're like, I'm not even a fit for this gig. But you, right. in your mind, you, you want to try to make it work, right? Yeah. So now I'm, I'm getting comfortable with, hey, client X, this sounds like an amazing opportunity. I actually, well, although I'm available, I actually think I know someone who can even knock this out better than I can. Right. And I think clients would respect us yeah. for doing that. Because A, you're looking out for their best interests. B, you're giving another person in the community an opportunity. And I yep. just think that cycle of taking care of each other yeah. is so important. And again, the abundance factor, Mike, okay, that gig wasn't for me. It's totally fine. Something else will come in. Yeah. And truthfully, I think that's what I'd credit this year for me to be fruitful because coming to the awareness factor of knowing what was for me and passing things along for various reasons. Right. You know, um, I would encourage that. I don't see that a lot from our community, but then yeah. the, I know you do that. I know Daisy does that. Uh, yeah. He's fantastic uh, with that. Um, another amazing DJ in our community. Um, but I think sometimes some gigs are square pegs and we're the circle holes. You right. Know? You know, like we're trying to for make sure. it work. Yeah. And I think it's not a good experience for you as a DJ and for the client. Like, you know when you've done your best, I think. And yeah. you you know, um, actually, a good friend of mine, DJ Frazier Davis, we, we talked about this. She coined the term gig dread. Like, you know, when you have that date in the calendar and it's like, okay, uh, I guess I'll just do it. The money is not that good or gig is not that exciting. Yes. And it's like, it's three months away, whatever. I'll deal with it. And then a month <laughs> and comes it's the and next it's day. weeks and you're just dreading it. It's yeah. like, let's eliminate that feeling, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but then you want to work sometimes and you just do it. it or the price tag is, you yeah. know, enough. Um, but, but I agree, you know, it's, it's better, you're better off recommending somebody that could do it, you know, right. or is the right fit for it. And I think the client or will respect you let's more. Say if you do want it so badly, like then sh like bring on a DJ with you. Like, yeah, I do those a lot with, um, my lat like majority Latin based music, like although I have robust knowledge in it, yeah, like it would benefit me to bring someone who specializes specializes in this. And gosh, in our even internal it's community, true. like in yeah. DJ City Beat Source, there's so many amazing ones, yeah. and it's cool. I get to work with so and so, and I get to break bread with them, and then this client is going to have an amazing experience. And, yeah. and it's like I like love working with friends. It's like you're not Lone Ranger, like I know. at your gigs. <laughs> I know that is that so one is day you life. and I will have to share yes. an appetizer. Oh, for sure. At a gig or so. <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah. I mean that all of that, honestly, I think is so valuable and interesting um, just from the wording and the follow up with the clients and just your approach to, to all of that stuff and the knowing who you are. So you don't get stuck in the decision making of, should I do this? I don't know. Is this, you know, yeah. like, no, this is not good for me. Yes, this is good for me. I, you know, I will do this and, and I'm in, you know, and right. then start filling up your calendar 
in in that respect, you know, where things that you feel good about and you don't have the gig dread, like yeah, Fraser Davis said. For sure, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny when she said, she's like, girl, I'm having major gig dread with something. This is a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh my, that's brilliant. We've been there, right? You're yeah. like, like when you're just not looking forward to that gig, and that's like, we have yeah. the best jobs in the world, Spider. Like, we should, I there's, we should And I will admit, sometimes those have been great. I've had like gig dread about some and then I came oh, home it it and I'm telling around. my wife, I'm like, she's like, oh, was it bad? I'm like, it was the best. <laughs> and I'm like, and I learned about so much new music. Like that's the thing with a lot of these corporate events. When they do ask me for things, I have a whole new set of tools and arsenal to then bring forward going forward. You know, even with since the pandemic, since I've come back and been doing a lot of private events, um, and it's okay to be doing them now. I've been getting asked for deep house or house music oh, yeah. or funky house. Or the, all this house music is like so big now. And I'd rarely been asked for that before. And now I had to do so much research into it. And I've done so many parties with it. And they've gone well. And I can see what people dance to and don't. How, what they like and what I can use with my little mashup blending skills yeah. within it. And um, now I feel confident to do that. I got hit up to do potentially this four-hour private event and you know deep house and they wanted all that stuff and my friend who does a lot of events hit me was like i don't know anything about this this isn't what i do and i go this i i know everything now i got either i'll give you a whole crate and you can do it or pass it to me and i'll do it you know yeah but i feel confident in that respect so you know sometimes or sometimes you just go do the gig and it's not good but right yeah <laughs> um you know so it's sometimes it leads to that that uncomfortable feeling will lead to something good. I guess. Yeah, is what but I'm I think you also say. have a fair like you're an optimist in my eyes. Yes. So I think you really. <laughs> I like a challenge, and I like yeah. to be optimistic about it. And yeah, I feel like a lot of DJs are like, "That's not my thing." Yeah. No, you know, and you're like, "Okay, like yeah. I think you could do it." You know, I have more faith in a lot of DJs than they have in themselves yeah. a lot of the time. I think some of them are stuck in their ways for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I think that we. The word DJ puts us all into one category. And the way you're saying it is that everybody's different. There's room for everyone. This is what I've always said. We don't, we're that. not competing 100%. necessarily. We are in one sense, but there is a lot of room for everyone. And you don't have to compare yourself. You see these people on Twitter and they're comparing themselves against each other when it doesn't make sense. You're like, you're this type of DJ that does this type of gigs and this is this type of DJ. Why are you even arguing or or putting comparing yourselves against each other? Just let each other live in your own realm. And what's sad about that is I see a unique opportunity for those two DJs to work with each totally, other. exactly. Like if yeah. they shared music, like they all came up and yes. I, I don't understand I it sometimes i think it's a level of deep unhappiness yeah. not rooted from djing itself but there's just internal insecurities yes there are things that are unresolved for them and it just happens to spill out yeah in this art form unfortunately no, no it's true um and so what about um some of the other stuff do you want to talk about uh that you were doing during the pandemic and yeah. things you put out there because i saw you doing some clubhouse rooms and almost like, I think live broadcasts with a tax uh, yes. lawyer or a tax that accountant. Was one and, of my uh, favorite things that I did during this pandemic. And so, it was yeah, what was that? That seems like it would be helpful to yeah, other DJs. Yeah, 100%. So midway through summer, when things weren't opening, I'm like, yeah. holy crap. <laughs> I got like, I got to figure something out. Not, I mean, yes, for income purposes, but at some point right. things are going to come back, right? Yeah. I don't, 
necessarily want to come back as the same DJ Dazzler. I want to come back refreshed. I want to come back with systems in place. I want to scale. I want to grow. I can't imagine I'm not the only one who feels this way. So one of the things that was a priority for me was getting my business finances stuff on point. Now I feel like I will confidently say, I think I'm better than most than our peers, but I not perfect in a lot of areas. Full disclosure, I'll say that. So one of the things I, first things I did was I worked with a small business tax attorney who specializes with creative. So people like DJs, um, he, I brought him on, on our clubhouse chats as well. Yeah. And there were some things that were so enlightening to me. Um, first of all, I did not know this. Did you know? I didn't know we had to pay quarterly taxes. I thought we were just hit with one bill and we always owe. No, as as independent contractors, as people who own our own businesses, you are to pay. If you live in the U.S., those of you uh, living international, I'm not sure what the rules are the same or not, but you are to pay quarterly taxes and their projections. So you might not know how much, like you might have a busy week. Right. Let's not even say a month, but there could be time, times you're not even gigging for two weeks, but you have to do projections on how you make. And yes, you can wait. What I did before was this till the end of the year to be hit with like, once you file and you're like crying because it's thousands of dollars you owe. (laughs) But technically if you do it that way, there's a fine print with the IRS that you're paying interests if you do it that way. And not a lot of DJs know that. So that was very eye opening. I wonder, does that apply if you have your own corporation or like you're incorporated? Yes, it does because it's your own business. And because when you're paid, you're not getting taxes pulled out from you're being 1099. Right. So you have to account for the taxes. Now, another thing that was very jarring for me that I encourage all DJs to do on a very simple level. So let's say for, let's say a round number, let's say you're getting paid a hundred dollars for a gig. Right. Let's say it's just a hundred dollars. That hundred dollars is not yours. You better believe when you deposit that hundred dollars for the gig, there's a couple of things you have to account for already 15 or depending on what tax bracket you fall in 10, 10 to 15, 20% you need to put away for taxes. So let's say $80 you're left with. Or even more. Right. So 80 (laughs) bucks. Did you have to pay parking for that gig? Was it $15? Minus that. Right. You also have to count for paying yourself, which is a different subject. So put that in account. So like when you come down to like the final amount, you're not left with much, which proves my point on on the whole, we cannot be doing gigs for less like than the average rate or like we need to turn a page because- By the time you pay taxes, by the time you pay expenses, music you bought, all of this, you're left with this amount. And I think what I've been hearing in the DJ community is they'll get paid, they put in their account, and it's just like, okay, it's replenished. And I'm in a, so now I have six accounts for DJ Dazzler. Wow. Literally, (laughs) when I make a deposit, I take, I just round it high just so I'm not surprised, like 20%, which is a lot. 20% I put in one account to account for taxes. Uh, I say expenses. It's not like I have expenses for every gig I do, but think about your operational expenses. Do you have a branded Gmail? Do you have a website? That costs money. Like, are, are you buying clothes and things? I mean, yeah. To, Wait, what's a rich? branded Gmail? Oh, like, so my email address is daz at djdazzler.com. That domain okay. email. Oh, that, right. Yeah, that costs money. So yes. just replenishing that fund so that you're... Right. And so that... And, and there's costs associated with it. Yeah. You have to provide the equipment. And, you know, sure. a lot of times I will outsource that or, you know, I travel a ton and 
uh, I feel like before the pandemic, a lot of places were more on the nightclub end, but were more open to paying for a lot of the expenses. And now coming back into it, it's like, hey, we got hit hard. Like, can you pay for ground, hotel, flight, food, this, that? That's hitting your bottom line, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I've been having to do crazy math. Like, at least it's it's right off. It comes off your taxes and there's that side of it. But still... Um, yeah, it's like, yo, and things are more expensive now. Like I read like yeah. this morning that Dollar Tree might be selling things for more, more than, than a, a dollar. dollar. And I'm like, my it, heart broke. If, if I love me some Dollar Tree store becomes the like dollar and 98 cent store. Like we should be getting paid more. No, you know? I was at 99 cent store and I saw something for five ninety nine. Right. Okay. I did. What's going on here, guys? <laughs> yeah. We're getting the increase. So I know it's funny. These Places are like, yo, we got hit hard. I'm like, we got hit hard too. Yeah. I appreciate the work and I'm happy to do it. And Absolutely. I'll work with them. But um, yeah. I've been conscientious been, of know, that. I will yeah. say this, and I, I don't want to speak on it too much because I'm not the expert in this, but I really encourage DJs to LLC their business Yeah, for totally. the protection mainly. And I, gosh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. Um, Braden Drake, who I work, work with, and I, I talk about him a lot on my, yeah. on my content. I highly recommended him. But from what I understand, it's, for the protection already as it is. So, yeah. again, I hope I'm saying this right. Say something, God forbid, happens and someone wanted to sue me. Well, sue the business. Right. And they don't, there's a partition. They don't come after your personal assets. Yeah. Guys, there's not much money in DJ Dazzler. <laughs> so go ahead, take it all. Right. And but it, on my there's something stuff. with taxes too. Yeah. Like, it, it, if you're making a certain amount of money, it helps out your taxes. And you just put yourself on payroll and yes, you just pay yourself. Your, so that's so that's another thing. Everything that you get as a check shouldn't just go to your personal account and like, oh, you just replenished your check. Right. You have to pay the business and then the business yeah. pays you as yeah. as an individual. And I think that might be hard to wrap around some people's heads because some of some DJs might be thinking, Oh, I'm making only like I get cash only and or I get I get I only do these two hundred dollar drink ticket yeah. gigs and whatnot, but I'll say this: in my much later life, what I found useful in the beginning I was DJing. I was like pocketing that money, cash, whatever, not claiming it. Right. At some point, I want to own multiple properties, re- commercial, residential, and I got to show that I'm making money. So yeah. I, when someone asks, you know, I think I hear the the cringe when people say like they don't like being ten ten ninety nine. Right. I actually look forward to it now because it's an actual statement of i'm getting right. paid and this is reflecting yeah that's the thing income. like i'm like it's actually a benefit to you totally if you're, not, if you're listen if you're not reporting this income i mean first of all we don't have to talk about the unethical part of it i know teach their own no judgment right but at some point you won't qualify for loans that you want yeah, like totally. you want to buy a home hey we live in california it ain't cheap here no, like I right know. so it's crazy and yeah. so to being to being aware of those things and properly tracking like your expenses yeah. expenses so what's coming in versus what's coming out have grasping like I like that's really what I worked on the, during the pandemic right. and still working on is you know I'm that gal I would love to buy a fresh new outfit for every gig but does that make sense on my bottom line to do that or yeah. is it really that important or like can I continuously write this off and arguably yes and no i'm not sure you know what i mean so right really hiring this uh, and when i say i hired him he is um i don't want to say he's not for hire I, I might i don't think that's true but what he specializes in is the education of you as a business owner 
understanding these concepts to the best of your ability. It's, listen, it's not an attractive subject. Like law, laws, finance, it's a very scary, for me, it's overwhelming. So yeah, totally. he really teaches you on how to navigate it to the best of your ability. Right. And What's so, his name or how do you Braden find him? Dr- yeah, Braden Drake. So I'm very patched in into the, um, I would say the high-end weddings, corporate events. I think that's what I'm known for. And yeah. I'm, I belong to this network uh, or this networking group of, of very affluent um vendors if you will and he's a gentleman in this sphere who specializes in working with small business and creatives uh tax and law tax law and uh anyway like things that fight and finances yeah for that so i got connected with him there highly recommended in my sphere of you know event right. folks and that's so really, cool because a lot of people in our field i think are entre- you're right we're entrepreneurs we yeah. own our business no matter you know if you think you only do a certain amount of gigs or you only right. do bar gigs, you are receiving income for services. So yeah. it should be funneled through accordingly. So working with him has been very eye opening, which then another thing that I did was I hired a rebrand specialist. Okay. Because I wanted to match, I wanted my online presence to match the type of gigs I wanted. And I, right. at its current state, it is not. So, I, w- I did a lot of self, you know, reflection and things I wanted to change. So that's identifying my core audience and mm-hmm. catering to them. And yeah. really, like, I would challenge all the DJs listening. Like, could you truly identify who your ideal client is? I could tell you the age range, how they read their email, uh, how my clients read their email, what they smell like, what they're doing on Sunday. Like, get that specific. What because they smell like? Oh, yeah. I could tell you they smell like, Sant, uh, what do you call, uh, Le Labo, Santal 33. <laughs> like, that's, that's my clientele. Like, they, um, and I say, I say that, uh, joking aside, because once you know who you're serving, you then know how to create content and, and you know how to speak to them. Right. And I think, and that's how you attract. So I think... If you are, um, gosh, you know who does this really well? Our friends in who DJ uh, pro sports. Yes. Like, like they create content that's like, and that's how they get known for that. Like you think of the, you know, Amy Robbins, Shauna, uh, Ruche, like they really understand who they're trying to attract. And if you, let's say if you don't know them, if you go on their page, it's very clear what they do. Yeah. And again, niching down. Totally self-aware yeah. and it all circles back. And I really encourage um, DJs to identify and think big, like, like, okay, let's say if you're not serving those people, who, who do you want to serve? Yeah. Because I think a lot of us post for the sake of post with no strategy. And right. to, I, I, I strongly feel about this. I think DJs post to please other DJs. Like, I, right. think, I think they, I think DJs dress like, other DJ, like the, I, we call it the DJ uniform, like yeah. snapback, like Jordans black hat. and black clothes. Yeah, and it's just like to not stand out or what is it? I'm like, no, you should. I know, right? Like, look at your room. And it's I lo- flats wearing I, over I, here. I love me some Jordans. I love me a good black outfit. I love a good hat. But no, this is a time to stand out. Yeah. You know, if people are only seeing you in passing on IG or like your website or online, right. you will, it's just very No, quick. it's funny because it's hard. You come into this industry looking up to your idols and these people. So, of course, you're going to imitate them with their clothing, the way they talk, the way they act, the way they play music and all those things. And then you're going to do things that you want to impress them. But it is funny that through all the time, you finally get to the realization that you shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) It doesn't matter. And you really should be. And and it's not as general as that. 
it is good to, I guess, impress or whatever, get in good with other DJs because within their markets, they'll recommend you just like the same way for the gigs and for the things. There's a, a fine line to it, but you can't live your life trying to do it. So like, for example, this last Saturday, I was in Vegas DJing and I've had a thing. I've been DJing in Vegas forever for 15 years more, you know, with residencies. And I've been lucky enough to do all this stuff, but I still will have this thought process before all the gigs. And I had to come back after the pandemic and come back into it. Going, oh, what am I going to play? I got all this cool stuff. I got all this. And I was like, I'm here to DJ for the crowd. I, I know a bunch of DJs are going to come see me. Yeah. And I'm sure some stuff I do will impress them or something. But I need to DJ for the crowd. And that's even what I tell other DJs. That if you got the crowd going, but you're playing like party rock anthem or something that someone would consider cheesy now or something. Like people are still just going to remember the crowd going crazy. They're not going to remember the song you played or your impressive like thing. It's still cool to do dope DJ stuff yeah. and I'm all for it. But it's, I understand what you're saying. I think we give our peers, listen, yeah. our community, I think that's Don't try too hard to right. impress the other DJs. I think we <laughs> seek the approval yeah. of fellow DJs. Too much it's and too so often. True. Nick Spinelli talked about it on this show that he was trying to be this cool guy DJ and afraid to say he was a we- that he wanted to be a wedding DJ and that he loved it. And then once he finally accepted his truth, oh my god, and he's killing it now. Like, exactly, like- and he was able to live that life how he wanted and do a wedding DJ that uses turntables and scratches and plays crazy songs. And he has his own perspectives on it that were very interesting. And I think that it's something that DJs need to take from just people in real life of be yourself, be authentically yourself. And you're going to get way farther with it than trying to impress every other DJ or get the shoes that somebody else has or play the song. You don't even know what it is, you know, or something like that, you know? So I agree. It's a, it's an important presentation is important for sure of how you're presenting yourself, whether it's how you look and whatnot. But I do have a funny story for you. Yeah, please. Was not that did not work in my favor. Oh my God. First of all, be like, I don't think, other, other than an empty clubhouse room, I don't think anybody knows this story. So you're the first <laughs> one to know. So you and I do very similar gigs. like in term, And I'm surprised we actually have not worked with each other formally. Oh, no, we did like Be Rise Together. We Rise Together a few years oh, back. Oh, yeah, right? I forgot but about that. We've never yeah. like worked together which, because we do the similar uh, types of gigs. So Yeah, but I, a lot of times we just get hired. We're one yeah, person one at off, the one yeah. thing. You know. So I did... um. Pre-COVID, I was on this, like, trade show thing. So, have you done trade shows? It's a very aggressive schedule. Um, yes. Like, the, the multi-day ones. So, I, right. did, I did I, one. That was some of my initial gigs were, like, those, you know, but I tried not to. Yeah. I tried to just get booked for the guest set rather sure. than the 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. No, set. No, I, I did a, a trade show in, um, in Vegas. It was a multi-day. And, uh, see, folks like you and I, like, we're not, like, the glitter, listen, Vegas is great, but the glitter and sparkle, like, it, we don't, we're not phased by it. You know, we, we live in a metro area. Vegas yeah. is pretty approachable. Right. And Vegas is very attractive to, like, these – it's a destination for, like, middle of America. Like, or if you're certainly not on the West Coast, like, yeah. people get excited. So I think, Oh, for sure. So I would do a ton of um, trade shows in Vegas. And so – the his, historically, the trade show schedule I'd have is they're not long set, sets, actually. I'm just, like, busy throughout the day. So it's like – yeah. Like I'm opening up for the guest speaker, so it's a 15 minute sit there. Right. Let me go use the bathroom. I got to go to another seminar and DJ for an hour, and then this happy hour. And this, so it's like very short sets, but yeah. it's a lot, and it's right. across a four day spread. So, um, it's funny these trade shows. Uh, 
you're very as as a DJ, you're very highly revered. Like you're on collateral. You're like it, it's awkward. Like you're on like marquees, and it's just like I, I'm I, humbly, and I, I'm totally fine with this. I'm literally no one, and and it's <laughs> funny because you're people look forward to you, which is flattering. So we're on night three. Oh my god, of this trade show. And, uh, you know, it's all about these network, how, okay, speaking of leveraging, you definitely, at these types of events, you want to meet as many people as possible and, like, strike those genuine connections. Yeah. So there's a lot of after parties and events at these trade shows. And by day three, I'm tired. There's another, like, full day of this. Yeah, and especially so if you're in Vegas. My, like, go-to, like, thing is, like, yeah, I might, like, see you there, but, like, really not go, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so there was this after party at, what's that one in Aria? Is it Jewel? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was this after party, a brand had like outfitted, like they must have been a key sponsor and they were trying to have this thing and like we have a pass for you because it are a table. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, like maybe I'll see you there with no intention of going. So I go to my hotel and do a power nap. And uh, I thought maybe I should go because like maybe I'll meet some key people. So I, I roll solo. Right. And uh, I come back like at 5 a.m. I'm not like belligerently drunk or something, but I know <laughs> I had to like, be freshened up because the next day was the last formal day of programming and they wanted all the guest speakers dj to like i'm not on a panel but like the front facing people to like be on the stage and a photo moment or something yeah so it was a big day that i know i had to be there so i wake up and i'm lacking caffeine very much and i just i wake up like i had to be so i roll in at five i wake up at eight and I was like, I need coffee. So I go to the hotel Starbucks, the lobby Starbucks. Right. And I, because I just woke up, put hair up. I, I, I yeah. did not look presentable So for presentation purposes. So I'm in line. <laughs> I'm looking at the menu. And I cannot make of anything that I want. And I get a tap on the shoulder. And I turn around. It's camera. So con content, content, no. content, right? It's the in-house conferences video team. No. And, uh... DJ Dazzler, like, how do you feel? Like, already, like, so there's these types of lights, <laughs> oh camera God. on. And this is where masks and, would have been. And, right. <laughs> and the mic with the, you know, with the square thing that yeah. has the logo. Like MTV. Totally. <laughs> and they're asking, uh, how do you feel about this conference? What I'm about to tell you, I do not recommend <laughs> to do this. DJ Dazzler, how are you? Like you're the DJ for this conference. How are you feeling? How are yeah. how are you doing? Like what are you looking forward to next? Without thinking, I all of a sudden develop a southern accent. No, swear. <laughs> and I said, DJ Dazzler, oh, I'm Ramona. I'm I'm here for a bachelor party. Is this where the pool party is? Uh, the bride is is completely hammered. I'm just trying to get our groups of no. coffee. Swear. <laughs> To God, without thinking. <laughs> Did they believe you? I do not think she bought it. I looked. She was like. I swear to you. I was Twilight Zone. Because I, I wasn't wearing makeup or I was and it was from the night before. And I was not as my presentation self. And I literally do not like. Funny, I like haven't done that conference again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the two are related. They no. haven't done a conference in a while. But. And there's footage of this, I think, because there are role. I, I will not ask for it, but I'm pretty sure this exists. <laughs> that's bold. Just, that's like someone that gets caught for a crime. Like that's not me. I just realized when I went back up, I, my eyelash because these eyelashes was on like my forehead right no. here because I just wore a hoodie and I, I wore sweats <laughs> to get on me. Yeah. Wow. And so talking about being on, like 
presentation, like follow my advice, DJ Dazzler. Like no right. matter if I'm just going, and because you go to these conferences, people are everywhere. They have their badges. They have, you know, every, people are trying to network with each other. So you are seen. Oh, yeah. So very totally. much a learning experience. I cannot believe I did that. Like I just did That's it without so thinking. That's so funny. Oh like my I God. just did it. Like who does That's that? a good technique. <laughs> no, I would like, like I don't think I've ever told that you're to like, anybody. You're like, tally ho, mate. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking like, about. I'm here for uh, a bachelor parties. It's where I go <laughs> for the pool party. DJ love. What kind of name is that? Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Oh I, my God. Well, good, good technique. <laughs> that was my very lack of uh, Academy Award. That's like something happens in like a movie, like a Disney movie. That's why you got hired for the oh, Disney events. Want to know <laughs> something hilarious about that? I, okay, so all the things that we touched about with Disney, yeah. I, I totally got hired because of that, because I was professional and I was, uh, right. and I talk about leveraging. And let me tell you how I leveraged that. I initially got called to do that gig as a one off. Oh, wow. As a, as a one event. Like the and Disney Plus yes, uh, tour. tour thing. So yeah. what I did was, before I scheduled a call with her, I people researched the things that people are inquiring about, like yeah. so especially something big like that. Right, right. So it was just one date that they were looking at. So I look, and I see they had just done, or they're about to do New York, Chicago in this. And uh, I think they had, their, they in the email, they blatantly said, oh, things are taken care of there. We're not having that type of talent right. or whatever. So they're asking me for one date. I noticed they have several dates. Right. So I offered up the opportunity. I'm like, I know you're asking me about this date, but how would you feel about I do all these dates? Right. And then I did the proposal with the rates and, and, and whatnot. And talk about, I could and have just instantly said, I, I could have just instantly said yes to the rate and, and yes to that opportunity. Right. Instead, like sevenfold. Right. That's great. It. And I would Amazing. say- I will candidly tell you, Disney Plus has been one of the obviously fulfilling, amazing brand, connected as a brand. Yeah. But it was a financially rewarding experience, That's too. That's great. You know, like yeah. even just doing that. So all the all the check boxes were yeah. marked for that thing, like in the things that I believe in how the process is. Yeah. And I want to attract more of that type of opportunity. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it's good. Also, you have that... Um, thought to just put together the proposal and offer yourself up for those and give the rates and um really lay it out for them in an easy way for them to accept or not i also recommend i'll tell you what's worked for me because i mm -hmm. know djs would be curious about this i don't just spill out a rate in the body of an email i think you right. need to talk about presentation present it in such a way of where it's attractive i don't what do you mean? Answers. Like that's where you go on I Zoom have, and talk to them, or you have a way to? I have lay a it pretty out. attractive proposal. Oh, okay. A very like you can't that you. I would say most clients are so impressed by it that some of them I don't even think if I was let's say I was outside their price wheelhouse box. Yeah. I think I've won them over in that experience. Amazing. The Zoom call solidifies yeah. that because I, so I think cool. this interaction yeah. here. Yeah. Listen. Although I'm not a perfect human being, I would say I'm a pleasant human being. So very, very pleasant. So mix, <laughs> yeah, like our candid conversation and right. how we connect with people, along with whatever price tag might be allowed. I right. think people are willing to budge and accommodate. And what do you mean the presentation? Like you have like a document that you I have like templates. Yeah, I or? also have like a very uh, yeah an attachment that spells out who I am, things that are important to me, why am I a fit for you type of thing, and. Okay. Um, I, before we even talk about money, 
I actually want to have a conversation with you and, and see if we do connect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think days for me are gone of like, hey, how much is, does this cost to do this? At least for the higher ticketed contracts I'm after. Yeah. I think there's a lot of courtship, as I mentioned. Right. That goes along with that. And I think you have to balance it, that out with the timeliness. I wouldn't be surprised if most of my clients have had to like, they're hitting a bunch of DJs up and I respect that and I welcome that. I actually right. really encourage clients to look at other options, you know, yeah. like find the thing that's right fit for you because um, we all do things so differently. But I do have a method of wh what I do and follow up. Follow up is totally key yeah, and uh, all of this. But Right. Following up is hard because you don't want to be uh, not hit them up enough. You know, you want to be persistent enough, but not annoying. And you want to yeah. be, you know, on top of it, but not like, Hey, leave me alone. Yeah. No, <laughs> I hear you. And I think, um, I actually think for, especially like someone like you, especially who's very like pleasant. I think like, I think once you get face to face with someone and as simple as a zoom call, like, first of all, I don't think many DJs do that. I think it's yeah. too anxiety driven, but I think again, these well, it gets hard when you clients. have a booking, like, because I go in and out of having booking agents and not. And so when I do, do ones for I yourself? just kind of go, hey, talk to my booking agent, you know, and just pass it off. And then I'm yeah. out of the mix, which is actually great. I love it. But yes, maybe sometimes it can. Sure. But uh, sometimes you have your own contacts as well and they want to work sure, with you, For sure, for right? sure. But, but that's what I'm saying is that I think you're right that maybe sometimes it's not as good when I just pass it off. I don't yeah, yeah. necessarily have a, as long of a lasting relationship. And uh, you're someone with like, like you are very notable spider. Like I think some of these clients are like, Oh my God, I get to talk to DJ spider and he's going <laughs> to take care. Like hell, that's like something I think you should run with. And, 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 right. and, and I think we no, all I'm happy to talk to, to him. I yeah. do that primarily. A lot of times I, I do it for a wedding because I don't, I won't say yes to just any wedding. So yeah. I like to connect with them. If we can do zoom or yes. the phone, it's great because I get to hear each other. We get to hear each other's voice. I get to understand yeah. what kind of people they are, what kind of music they like, what they're thinking, what 100%. they're imagining and realize this is purpose, not for me or this, that's this the could be fun. That, you know? And more and more, I'm like, I'm cool with doing weddings because people are cool and have cool music taste and you know, they seem good now. So I used to be very against it, but now um, it's good, and especially after the pandemic, uh, that's been where there is money still. People you know? don't like skim out. If you listen, if you don't want to do weddings, any DJ, if you know yourself, that's great. Then you know not to take those on. But yeah. actually, being passionate in the events world, weddings, yeah. people like weddings of twenty. You can't even get married in twenty twenty two. Everything's being booked from the rebook. So, what does that mean for folks like us? Your value right. gets to shoot up more yeah. because the there the scarcity of available people yeah. for sure like i think some of us are i'm taking on rebooks from last year so that gave me right. no opportunity to open up for someone for this upcoming year cuz i'm doing the rebook so that was a great way for me yeah. to elevate like my like i'm booked yeah <laughs> to price points and whatnot yeah so yeah totally that's uh, oh man, that's so interesting. Everything you said, I think people are gonna have to like go back and rewind oh, yeah. and like take notes on and all and this listen, stuff. I, and listen, I'm just as much as a student. I'm still learning as well. Yeah, so but it, but I kind of found a way how it works for me. And then you know, investing in yourself and seeing that yeah that lane. And I think that's important. And I think that's something you've touched on is investing in yourself. Like you said, you've hired 
branding, rebranding person, redoing your site, redoing your image and all these things. And you said, I mean, that you had like a sales coach. Or oh, something, yes. Right? She's the one. Oh, I did. So what's that about? I don't yes. know if we talked about that. I but. hate calling her a sales coach because she's so much more than that. And it's going to sound too like, wooey, like, like, like too okay. cheesy, maybe. No, but, right. but yes, I'll say it for this purpose. She's the one who really changed my perspective on a lot of things and encouraged me to significantly raise my rates. Like right. to the point where it was almost like, I tell my friends that all the time. Yeah, like, just raise, say high numbers. Right, you know right, what I mean? Rates. Because you've worked this hard to get to this point. You know, you can't devalue yourself. And yes, I know it's easy to bring a speaker and all the stuff and go DJ for three hours at the place. But you worked for 10 years up to that point. But I also know? think beyond that too is there is literally no one else like me. Right. So guess what? That's limited edition and limited yeah. edition is always more. Yeah. Like, and I, I wish more of our community felt that way about themselves. Right. You know, in, in terms of being the proper and only solution for something. Yeah. That's how I go about things. I'm like, there is nobody else perfect for this gig than me. And there's a price tag attached to that. Yeah. And honestly, that's how these recent clients as of late, it was that mind shift, mind shift, uh, shift that right. really got me uh, thinking that way. And uh, being confident, like, my confidence in speaking numbers is has really cleaned up. You know, like I know that sometimes like when DJs say, God, I have to quote, how much would this be? How right. much is that? And, and do you quote, I know some people do it in hourly and some people do it in just like, this is how much my rate is for this gig of yeah. this many hours or being this far away or whatever. Like, That's a great question. And I, I will start by saying is I don't think there is a wrong answer to that. Me I either. think I think I, I have, I don't have a one price for all, all uh, obviously the gig on opportunity varies. Yeah. Uh, I think though, educating your clients is what's probably the most important in thinking, uh, your, your, t your time, what you're actually doing in that scope of pricing and what that pricing includes. So a lot, right. a lot of the things I've done, I've made it an all inclusive price. And so it's this really big, robust number. Yeah. And I already know they're thinking, why is that so much in their <laughs> eyes like when it's not but maybe to them it is but and really getting ahead and managing their expectations yeah um because i think if they're thrown an arbitrary number and they don't understand what they're getting who they're getting that's when the resistance happens and i think it's really up to us as the talent as the person serving to provide that along the way and that that's why these little things are important like having a branded email well email and i this is just a personal opinion I find it very hard to respect or give authority to a business. And I'm not even saying in the DJ world. Like if I'm hiring an attorney mm -hmm. and they're emailing me from their whatever, 1573 at gmail.com. I'm like, do you not have it together? Like you're this like Esquire like business. And like, why isn't it at whatever your attorney at? your firm name.com like it, there's there's some intangibles that will help elevate you and people don't question your authority i think having an right. email signature a graphically stunning email signature adds value to you i know it's a little detail yeah but how you th if you were to email someone of authority and you they're emailing you back like you think about your own personal experience yeah and it's just like at whatever true 157 at yahoo.com 
and there's no signature and this is someone like a specialist you're trying to hire. It's like in your mind, it just why give your potential clients a reason to question you, your authority and your rate, right? I feel like it's always a common theme. Like it's the rate. I'm like, if you have those things lined up, it's like you've already in the winning yeah. to get these things. That's true. That's true. I, that's also just my personal opinion. Yeah. Taste. I also no, will I say think this. That's a good point. Most of the people that hire me are women. Uh, to my benefit, I am a woman, so I know how they think. <laughs> so I've, I know I think that way. It's not for everything. I know yeah. that's just my deeply ingrained like right. thought process. Well, and a lot. I think a majority of event planners are women. Yeah. Um, as well, I've noticed. Yeah. So like, and being like, you know, professional in those ways. And so guess what? None of those things have to do with DJing at all. The gig's not for another two months. Yeah. But why are we making it hard for ourselves to be seen, get booked, land a phone call even? Right. There, there is somebody else they're talking to who have all those things. Hey, listen, that other person might not even be technically skilled as you or, or whatever, right. or been DJing nearly as long or as nearly experienced, but has all those things because that's what brought him or her to the forefront yeah you're right yeah were there any other um specific tips that the sales coach tells you like for language oh, gosh, wise totally or things yeah. to to include or not include my favorite thing that i learned from her is the reason why it's awkward to talk about money yeah is because we make it awkward like right. things are just like it's just actually money it's just a cost so like if you say things with confidence and like you know, people can sniff like the, like the uncertainty of of you know tone yeah. and whatnot. But I think what I loved about her is that she really made me view money and talking about money much differently. And I I do that not even just with DJing, just with everything. Yeah. Now. Just like confidently asking right. for such and like and welcoming the conversation for rebuttal and, and negotiation. Yeah. Sure. Of course. You know, like, uh, but not being so timid where to the point you're a, not even responding to your client. I, I, I hear that from our peers. Like some of them just won't respond. I'm like, are you serious? You're leaving money on the table like that. Like you right. gotta be like, at least know where the temperature check is. Yeah. Like, was that too low? Was that too high? Like just get some dialogue going. Yeah. And if anything, never mind the DJing, just help them get to point like on their way. Like if you don't yeah. feel comfortable, just like be a good person and like right. get them on their way. Totally. You know? No, no, it's true. It, it is. I mean, that is a somewhat of a conversation stopper some of the times because well, I love it now. Know what to say, like, you know? Just, yeah. I, and I think generally because I I do genuinely care. Like I, I a yes. Do I want the gig for financial purposes? Yes. Is it great look? Yes. Or maybe. Or but really, there's another like how flattering is it that somebody reached out to you, DJ, or and they're looking for you for the answers. That is so flattering right. like yeah. they think that i'm the solution for this and and it can whether it's not a fit or not it's just like they're asking for your help like right. i just think that's just wildly well that's where like uh, that imposter syndrome that. thing comes in that's you know so where you're real. like you that don't is. think you're the expert you don't see yourself how they see you yeah. you know they don't realize that they're looking to you for the answers and you are important and you are an expert but in your head, you, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, because it's self-comparison with yeah. the peers, and you don't know who you are. Part of that goes back to the whole, your core values. You don't know who you are. All you have this litmus test of, or, or like this comparison test of, oh, so-and-so has five gigs a week, and I don't. And like, and it's it's all of this. And they, yeah. so-and-so is traveling, and oh, they're here, and they right. got that tour. And it, I think a lot of the DJs in our community make that, make their next steps and actions because of those things. Yes. And not things that they can grow and scale from. Yeah, that's true. 
Good points. Yeah, um, I hope, yeah. And some other stuff to touch on that you just started to talk about, I think, is women in our industry. You yeah. know, I think that's something you are passionate about, something that needs to be constantly Beyond. talked about and brought up as much as people feel like it's spoken about. It's it's hard in well, a lot of industries, especially the DJ industry. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, um, and you are in charge of... These ladies link up event, uh, ladies link up yeah. events for DJ City and Beat Source, um, as well as I mean, like I've gone to some of them. I remember yeah. being yeah, everybody was like, done. "Why are you here? No. You're the only guy." Listen, I was like, "I'm here to it's, support." It's totally open to everyone. <laughs> That's what I was trying it to say. Totally I was like, is. "Hey," but I was the I was like the only man there. And I'm like, "No," hey, and we appreciated your presence. You but I was fans. just coming to support. You know, I mean, I'm are not. You, coming to be a creep or something. No, but. not at all. And I don't think anybody felt that way. I will That's say. That's what Vlats would do. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Vlats was there too. Yes. Thank Vlats. you, Vlats. We were the only guys. Yeah. There was donuts on the wall, okay? I, That's yeah. what you guys were missing was, out on, okay? At the ladies' link up, they have an entire wall of donuts. When you go to a DJ Dazzler event, it is just top notch, okay? <laughs> I let agree. Alone, I agree. Let alone a ladies' link up. We're going to have good food, good drinks, good design. There was 100%. people getting headshots. Come on. I well, it, I take Ladies Link Up super seriously, and it's a project I'm very proud of. And um, I think you will see, and I think a lot, even internally as a team, yeah, I don't think myself included expected this thing to grow as it did. And a lot, a lot of our events, um, where you know we're at home base, we're yeah. here in LA, and right. each one grew and grew. And well, I think it's much needed. That's what that shows. Yeah, and part of it too is, I think a lot of people in our space think. Listen, us female DJs, we go through a lot, and I think we're highly judged. Um, what we wear, are they even? Hey, is that DJ even female DJ even good? Like, there's so many things right, that of we're course. we're just against. And I think I I was telling a group of my male DJ friends, I'm like, what do you think we talk about, like as women in this space, like in these gatherings that we wouldn't talk about in an you know a normal like co-ed event like oh y'all probably talking about like makeup and hair i'm like <laughs> yeah that's part of it but the truth is there are people in our space women like pregnant and djing pregnant and going to their gigs and there's vaping and smoking and how are we trying to have these conversations there are the collective we i'm not saying outing anybody but right. some of us had had miscarriages while mm. djing you know, like those serious wow. conversations yeah. and um, a lot of life conversations. I'll be totally honest with you and share this. Like, and I think I've only shared this with female DJs because they understand. But even I, you know, recently went to the doctor and uh, my doctor encouraged me if I want to have children, I don't have any children. If I want to have children, I should probably explore other ways to like navigate my career as a DJ. I don't think you What would, does that mean? Well, you know, I'm like for like the lifestyle DJ lifestyle, me physically if I ever wanted to become pregnant, mm -hmm. sometimes a DJ lifestyle doesn't match, you know, having right. to like the, the demands of it, I would have to take time off and I don't think my male counterpart friends could ever understand that. Right, you know? right. And like like my doctor asked me regularly like, "Oh, so how's your He's asking is he in naturally interested in my uh, 
this specialist, she's she's genuinely interested in my DJ life. She's fascinated to it, but right. she's curious to know what are my life choices as, you know, mother nature is yeah. like dictating where this goes, right? you know? And um, we talk about those life serious things in Ladies Link Up, and I don't think true the male counterparts could ever understand. Now, I know there are fathers in our DJ space. You're one of them, and some of them, are, uh, you know, y'all are amazing, you know, partners. But it's different. But I it's agree. Different I totally, I understand. Space yeah. To listen, I don't want to be in a position where I have to pick and choose whether I want motherhood or I want this career. Right. Because I don't think most of our community, which is male driven, have, have had to choose or biologically have had to choose. Right. And those are things we have to factor into. And, yeah. and so you have that. And then people just judging us left and right, like, oh, is she even a good DJ? Oh, she's on a controller. Is she, you know, right. on this? It's just there's so much. And so creating a space where women are appreciated. Yeah. And I think I will be even so bold to say that I think even though some of our competitors have done this, tried to do the same thing and like creating their own female version, I actually am grateful that they did because it gives more of an opportunity for women to be recognized. And I applaud that from a distance yeah. you know what i mean uh and i'm glad that women are recognized now i think the part where most women would feel where we where we don't want to be treated as a commodity like we don't want it to be where we're only supported on women's history month and that's it or course, women's appreciation yeah. we want to be part of the conversation so those are the things that we talk about like and then you know we for Ladies Link Up, we also made a point to have some educational feature too as well. So we'll have a branding expert talk or like, and then yeah. I love that we made it unique by providing headshots, you know, right. like that doing so that. Cool. Like I don't yeah. think anybody has made that cohesive experience and we don't charge like the attendees. Like we, like I really am grateful for DJ City and Beat Source to, you know, support me in this venture and make it so brand aligned because I want us to be like resourceful yeah. to this community. And that also opens up you know, conversations for social justice things and like representation of all kinds. And right. uh, people are able to meet each other uh, for, you know, there's a lot of, so already being a woman is uh, a quality of why people get hired as well, but there's uh, people that are niche in certain things, you know, like, so getting some eyeballs, getting some shine on that. Yeah. Um, the talent, when I'm ever curating the lineup or something, I make it as diverse as possible. You know, people that pair up people who don't know each other. Like, right. like I try not to put people who are friends. So it gives you an opportunity to meet someone new so you can learn from somebody. So yeah. it's a very big project that I'm really proud of. I, oh, I you should be. It's it's great. And I think it continues to grow and bring people together, bring awareness to things. Even things like you're just saying now that I feel like I'm pretty conscious and forward thinking and progressive and supportive. But also, I don't even think about those things that you were mentioning. I've thought about them and I understand. But even yeah. with the, you know. I, I get in, I'm in my own head and world, you know, yeah. so I, I don't always get to think about that stuff. And even things like, you know, I get, I travel all over the place. I'm alone. I'm walking in, in the middle of the night in a dark alley or somewhere. Like, I don't, I guess like women probably have to worry a bit more than, oh yeah than I would, you I, know. I, I'm actually glad you mentioned that. Cause that's like an aspect too. It's like our experiences as in our creative space is yeah different and uh i think if i can wish one thing in that category it's like yeah to get more people to recognize no matter who you are of of this different experience that we have yeah 
totally. I think that's great. Um, and, and I think it's good to shine a light on the things that women DJs deal with, mm. talk about, care about, go through, um, because yeah. it's not going to be known in the same way no, where you're lot. not going to, if right. you don't ask for your rate, you know, you're not, no one's going to know what you want. And if you don't say what women DJs are going through or what they want or what, how we can work together to keep progressing, then it won't happen. And there's either. just some things that are innately safer for us women to talk about in a female oriented space, like yeah, body image, right. Uh, issues, right. um, health, you know, is- biological health things you know we we have yeah people of all sorts of identities true in, in our in in our space so you know people are in transition and or you know people with different sexuality preferences and right that's and, the thing yeah there's non-binary it's our, not just women and men i mean right. there's people that identify as non-binary, non-binary. And, and then people with you know different preferences yes and, and being respectful of, of that and how sometimes they're not part of the conversation. So right. I exactly everything that I do and you know, every time that there's a project or even internal within the confines of the space and, and out there, I always want to make sure that people are being represented and, yeah. you know, because even collectively us in this room are also different. So that should yeah. also reflect, you know, the right. product that we put out there. Totally. That's great. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to constantly have those conversations and acknowledge what's going on. And if you feel uncomfortable about something or don't understand something, yeah. you should feel able to talk about that yeah, as well. Ask. Because it's I think a lot of people right. feel uncomfortable about things, so they either talk negatively about it or ignore it. I think most people ignore it, for ignoring, sure. I think for the sure. most common thing in that theme, Yeah, like, what are someone's... Right preferred pronouns i think that's right really and i think it's a joke to people because like what the hell he him they them she her this this what is this shit you know what i mean like people they they don't understand it so they just make it like right what is that either ignore it or just stay but if you talk to people that are in the non-binary community or in someone that wants their pronouns to be a certain way whether whatever their reason is it means a lot to them and there's a big reason behind it. And it took me a while to understand that I had to talk to people, um, to, to fully understand all of it, you know? Um, but I think that I, I understand how important it is now and I respect it a hundred percent and I support it and whatever I could do to, you know, further it and make it serious. I will. I will say this, um, in my high end elevated weddings, um, which I've been very selective on, I am loudly inclusive of the clientele that I attract. Like I I make it known, like before you even know me, talk to me, you know that I'm inclusive, meaning I serve LGBTQIA plus community. I, uh, you know, multicultural. It is very, because it's not always upfront to those types of clients. So they want to feel seen supported. True. So talk about when we talked about earlier, like what makes you like showing what makes you stand out. So I told you I'm very white glove and very, hands-on in my communication part of that truthfully speaking i make it known small detail i no longer say ladies and gentlemen in my and my any of my opening statements and corporate events and especially weddings right. because you don't know if there are people there who do not identify as either or and that's really offensive i think people are just used to saying ladies and gentlemen and truly it's not of the times anymore for me and most of my clients actually appreciate that. Right. Um, so I, I know that's uh, 
I have other language that I use that addresses everybody's attention. I know what's the good uh, generalized one I where you can include everyone. Because I use my personality because, and I'm very like half sassy. I'm outgoing. So yeah. I lead with that. But I say family and friends a lot, oh, quite yeah. a bit that okay. covers the basis. And just so people don't feel like they're not included. Like it's especially right. at a gathering of celebration. And what about like you guys? Is that a bad thing? I try not to say that me personally, because I never thought it was a problem, but then as the time's gone on, I've been hearing it and then, well, if other things are a problem, then you guys might be a problem, right? I, that's a great question. I've actually pretty much abolished that from my vocabulary and I've, it came, that's my, my choice. Um, it's so hard because just like my go-to thing, like, what ca- are you guys doing yeah. or how are you guys feeling or yeah, what's ca- up guys? It's a casual like a thing. Yeah. And I've used that like, for many years, but it's so weird. I also think it's just like part of our thing. I mean, yeah, I guess okay. if you changed it to like girls, then you would notice it more or something. Right. You know? And but. it's, again, I think it has to do with being conscientious of who's in the room, who you're addressing and just yeah. like being, just being all inclusive. Listen, right. I think for even just a selfish reason, like of being positively noticed and recognized yeah then you want to appeal to as many as people as possible now certainly right. that's not the point i'm trying to make really the intent is making people feel yeah 100 recognized yeah. seen and included yeah really yeah i know it's crazy even like the <laughs> the party breaks <laughs> oh right <laughs> where my ladies at <laughs> I mean, well, you do the ladies link up, so yeah, it is, and it's funny that you might have to change that. I thought about that. I really, actually, <laughs> but funny then what do you call you it? The human link up. I'm not, and everyone out there, I'm not making no, fun no, no, of but it. I'm no, just, this is, no, this I'm is, literally this is a great dialogue, right? I thought about that too, like because how to I've be had to inclusive. learn. This has been something that I've been trying to learn, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I want to do the right thing. So yeah. if I don't do the right thing, I apologize and I'm here to learn. But I think it's obvious even from my standpoint that you truly are like, I don't think you've ever done right. your own. But I think, I know, I think people, I think, but still, people, right. if they don't want me to say you guys anymore, then maybe I, how do I, I'm trying yeah. to learn the new language, you know, or that's something I never even Y'all. thought about. Folk. Y'all. See, I gotta, t- I gotta take from your uh, <laughs> fake Texas accent experience. Oh my God. I still cannot believe I life. did that. <laughs> I live What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? Are, I do not recommend, for those of you even just tuning in, getting away from a situation with a fake persona and an accent. That was horrible. I literally cannot believe I did that. I, that, that, was a, that was a panic attack. Like, like, I didn't That's know. A good. That's a good. I thought it was good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, all that stuff. So I think it's constantly learning. I think it's don't be afraid to mess up and ask for help and yeah. explain how People you feel. People actually like it when you ask. Right. For Rather it than ignoring it. You know. But it's even, hard. It's even hard. worse, assuming. I yeah. think that's even. So I think between assuming and just ignoring the growth yeah. of, of, you know, educating yourself. Yeah. And, most people, and this could be a variety of things. It, it's not only about recognizing someone else's pro- proper pronouns that they prefer to be addressed. It's, it's all sorts of things. I think people, if you ask, yeah, people are actually you'll find that people will be enlightened by that. And yes, I agree. 100%. Teach along the way. Yeah. Um, and like as far as when you know you were mentioning stuff about being a woman wanting to have a baby, the, the questions that your doctor asks you, like things in like parallel that. to my career, right? right in yeah. parallel to your career, like. And like health issues and maybe the things that women will be looked at health wise more than men or, or I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but 
is that do you have anything to speak on about that you know or it, your own personal another, stuff or it's another thing to navigate yeah so we have all like and i'm not trying to take anything away from men self-identifying men not at all it's just yeah, we as women biologically have other things to also juggle in conjunction with something yeah. like that so you know I, I think it's never to ostracize other people like especially this gathering of women like i said it's actually very open you were you were there it's like we welcome yeah. space but the energy is mostly focused on this community where they feel seen feel recognized a brand supports them has their backing and I think being a pioneer for that in, in this industry and, and having Beat Source and DJ City, like being the leader in that, I that means more to me than anything because I very much love the yeah. brands that we both wor work yeah. for. And seeing us innovate, be a leader in not just the tech space, but a leader in our communities. Right. That means a variety of things. Yeah. And so to be a pulse on that yeah. is what I really enjoy That's being true. a part of it. And, and how did you, going back a little bit, how did you get your start? Like, uh, and for people that are listening and girls, women, or anybody, any, any gender, yeah. uh, but like, how did you get your start? How did you become a DJ and know you wanted to become a DJ? What was the process and who were some of your influences? Oh my gosh. So I learned how to DJ much later in my career. I was a full-fledged adult. Like I wish I could say like, oh, I picked up. I had my first record at age of five into this. No, I was very much already to my mid twenties. Like, had graduated college. Yeah. I mean, that's not that yeah. abnormal. I don't yeah, think. I mean, okay. I didn't start till I was probably eighteen. You know, have yeah. like my own turntables or something. I feel like I hear these, like, uh, you know, when you hear these, um, right? I was four years old, and right? Playing what with do you call them? Records. Prodigy, prodigy children stories. Yeah, like, yeah. Definitely. When and, and no, I didn't know till seventeen, eighteen. Okay, this is something I want to try out and mess with, and this you know. Is, I'm 65 now, so <laughs> and not a day over <laughs> 32. Um, I had done the traditional route, you know. I, I grew up, I grew up in Southern California. You do your high school into college. I went to school here, yeah. You know, and you do the thing where you get a job, and yeah. who cares if you like it so long as it has health benefits, and, right. and you know, as long as you have stable income. And mm -hmm. I graduated college during the recession, that, that one recession we had, and you can figure out the year that was. I will not openly <laughs> say that you all can do some math but um it was then and at the time i was, I, there. I was I DJ, just, I DJed through yeah, it i'm pretty sure right <laughs> and uh at the time djs were the only thing that survived so it was like clubs went time? crazy during that time that, oh like. yeah you're right they, except the housing market like yeah kaput, but it was something about everything. gambling and buying alcohol and partying oh. people went nuts I God, feel like. how did i, I not discover this then <laughs> but at the time i was working i was I, by then i had worked Gosh, like so, I, events are my background. Like, so I'm, I'm an event producer by trade, and okay. even gosh, I did the college thing. I was in a sorority. I was d director of social events. I know that's very hard to believe, right? <laughs> like, wow, I, was, yeah, I never would have thought guys. that. That, I, that was the thing. Like, I was always <laughs> in school, the classroom, right. like party planner. Yeah. So I had, I had by then worked for a PR firm. I had worked for a nonprofit. I've worked like all sorts of industries and. I was really get so in addition to the recession, I was just getting restless with my job. I was no longer inspired. So one day at work when I was pushing Excel sheets, I uh, was like, I just, I really hated my life then. This is going to kind of go dark for two seconds, but to the point where I was working this nine to five that I hated. Yeah. And 
when it was Friday, I would literally, st- I did this for, I was at the job for two years, but the last eight months of it, I would literally go to bed Friday night as early as possible and not like, and just stay home in my bed till like Monday morning just to make the weekend last long. It was like <laughs> horrible. Like someone is outgoing and like right. you know, just social. Like yeah. that was not a mental. No, that doesn't sound good. Space for me. Right. So I find I was like I gotta like get out of this rut. This was like horrible. I was yeah. hating life. And I'm like I've always liked music. I've always loved music. Enjoyed it. But I'm not a musician by any form. Right. I really had an appreciation for other people's music. Yeah. So I've always wanted to learn how to DJ. So sure enough. I was pushing Excel sheets one day and I'm like, get these files away from me. Let me just Google, like learn how to DJ. <laughs> sure enough, uh, DJ school popped up, uh, scratch DJ Academy, who, which I've, you know, since have worked for and came, came out of there. Yeah. was taught very, very well out of that. Right. And, uh, I learned how to DJ in a less than a year spider and started working like, like just side things, like nothing big and whatnot. Yeah. And, Worked for the organization uh, for many, many years and throughout my juncture in that accrued, like developed my own brand, started DJing for, you know, things. And because I had that business acumen, mm-hmm. I think that was, has always been a backbone of DJ Dazzler. Like right. always just knowing how to navigate the circuits in the way that I have. Yeah. And, you know, I've done a couple tours and then also did, you know, the cruise thing everybody does. And then even leading up to this point, like I just remember getting a call from Styles Davis um, asking like, Hey, what, what are you like up to these days? And I remember it was like, not so hot. Like this is okay. This is many years after the recession, but I'd just gone off uh, the Royal Caribbean thing and I didn't have nowhere to go to. And his call, I don't think he knows this, which one day I should probably like thank him. And I, I have this like gratitude for styles probably, and I probably should show it more often because he called me during a time where I didn't know where my DJ career was going. Yeah. And, and, and it's not like he was hiring me to DJ. He was hitting me up to be part of this community mm-hmm. um, for things that the company needed that were within my wheelhouse, my skill set. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like the organization stuff. So uh, I remember, and now this is kind of switching gears of how I got involved with DJ City. They're like, okay, we're going to bring you in for an interview. And I'm like, okay. And I got nervous. I'm like, Jesus. Like, I, okay. Like, I didn't even, like, I think most people don't. I think they treat DJ City and Beat Source like, oh, we all we do is like not party party all the time. Or I'm like, no, we're actually a functioning business. Right. And maybe like then I kind of thought that way. They're like, oh, okay, an actual interview. Shoot. So yeah. like, do I dress in my mind? Do I dress up or do I like go street? Like what's like they want me to interview. Right. So it kind of like met in the middle of that. I was going to say, I bet you dressed up. I was, like, I, I was in the mix. You're wearing Valentino heels on the podcast. <laughs> Nobody can see. We need the camera to oh pan down. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> uh, there will be a picture after this. So I, um. Came in for the interview and it was Quickie and Styles, and Quickie made me pitch to him what I would do, and I was not expecting that. I oh, was wow. like, in my head, I was like, "Y'all told me to come here, like, and, and like I thought you're, yeah, <laughs> like I thought you had, had an idea for me, reverse." Like <laughs> right. he said, "So, so what would you you do?" And uh, I the same things that I kind of talked to you earlier about this podcast. So yeah. My follow up with him was right. like kind of like this is what I think it sounds like what you need. And these are things to do. And like without skipping the beat, he's like, okay. And so I became a part of this family, which I'm so proud of. Like, so I, cool. I think, I think I really want to genuinely share how grateful I am a part of DJ city and beat source. Like I love this community so much. And if I haven't shown that, tell me, because I really, it's like it's something I'm, I, 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 all of us, you know, together working on this, you know, common thing that we, we love so much and, and the brand and the people, that's what makes 
this company uh, who it is. And since then, I've kind of just grown into a position that I feel like is really unique and I couldn't be any more happier. That's so cool. When was that? Like five years ago? Yeah, ish. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. And I just feel like I've grown year each year and as as, as yeah. our trajectory is growing and, and I'm being embedded in all these different projects and I'm right. so source I, I wear launch. the brand yeah. so proudly on my back like I do not take it for granted at all and yeah. so um I'm really happy to be here and even the fact that like I'm your guest on this podcast like I would never thought like I don't think anybody cares what I have to say <laughs> I think you've said a lot of great <laughs> yeah. things so yeah, yeah. that's so, so cool that's the fact great that to music hear. is like so working here and then obviously being a DJ like being in this ecosystem day in day out whether I'm touching CDJ's turntables or not being a pulse in it I find that fulfilling yeah truthfully yeah that's that's great no you show it I think you put your heart and soul into whatever is going on whatever thing you're you're dealing with within the DJ culture and within the company and inside and outside you know beside apart from just actually DJing so yeah, yeah that's great that's so cool i d- i didn't know that story so that's yeah, great to know yeah i was a 9 to 5er yeah wow yeah it's very like that and i, I feel like my life and i say this loosely mm-hmm. is 24/7 in this world but i love it i ju- i truly do right like i don't I don't, and this is, this is, that life is not for everybody, that mindset, but I do like that my social worlds, my personal worlds and my professional worlds, like they all all, play together. And that's part of the reason why I don't like to use a term like work-life balance. It really is work-life harmony. Like can these respective things in your life coexist with each other? And I feel like my life does. And I look to you all beyond, like, of course, boundaries I respect, but I look to you all beyond just like my office coworker. Right. Like Yeah. Truthfully of truthfully, if you were in a pinch, I hope you would think you could hit me up. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever that may be, hopefully I'm available. But like really I, I welcome myself in our community like that. Yeah, that's so cool. That's amazing. Well that's why you're good at uh what you do. <laughs> and that's why you're we'll on the, the show. We'll let the critics decide. Yeah, send in your votes. Do you <laughs> a text? Um, <laughs> well, speaking of critics and people on the internet, um, they have we have got people. Oh gosh, here we go. The that hot have questions. Seat. Tough this is questions. The hot seat. Hardcore questions coming in. Okay. Okay. It's like press your luck. Big money, no whammies. Uh oh. Um, and let's see if we've got any new ones in real time yeah. that have come in uh, while we're talking. Let's see. I'm on Instagram, guys. Have you ever heard of that app? Yeah. Have you heard um, about it? <laughs> let's see here. Okay. We have got um, we've got some, some questions here. Okay. Oh, we've got some even... Some new ones. New ones. Uh oh. Okay, here we go. All right. So you don't you didn't hear this one. Yeah. So let's see how you answer if we have to cut it out. <laughs> um all right. Uh Johnson Missy twenty. Okay. Okay. Johnson right, Missy Johnson. twenty. Thank you for writing in. Um uh this person, I don't know what who they are if they're a man or woman or non-binary or whatever sure. they consider, but uh say hi. I know you're dope. Okay, that's a good way to start. Oh, okay, um, cool. What do you recommend to get gigs across the USA? That's a very <laughs> general <laughs> question. Yeah, okay. So, Johnson Missy. So, uh, thank you, Johnson Missy. Get a bus and just start right. going 50 states. I'm wondering if you're writing in from abroad or you're 
I don't know. While States, you talk, I'm looking and, at there. And you're trying to like get gigs across. But I think the answer to that is connecting with people in those markets and being helpful in that realm. So I don't like, this is going to also answer other questions partly related to that. So I think, especially in the nightclub space, which you're very well versed in, yeah. I think the assumption is I want to get into that world. Let me see if I can just open up for spider and like really the, I'm just using an example. I would look at it as like, how can I be of service to spider before I even, he even trusts me. Yeah. Like open up. Like it's really like That's first good. earning that specific market's trust. So that parts of that will include you researching, like, are you musically F to, yeah. to even handle and maintain true that type of opportunity. Mm-hmm. If it's events in corporate world, are you, polished to do those types of things do you know the diction and syntax to use communicating yeah, right. with people in that world the vernacular you yeah, know and, and then how is your you know can you there's a lot of things that you could do before even touching you know the turntables and whatnot like connecting with people in those markets yeah whether it's a geographical thing or a type certain type of gig thing right so i would say building it from there yeah would be helpful yeah. I think sometimes. Also getting known in your own. Some people like to jump steps yeah. and be like, yo, I want to be on a U.S. tour. It's Earn like, the trust in your. Does anybody know you and your where backyard? you live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so try to work on that. If people know you where you live and you're the go-to person, or at least for one specific thing where you live, then you'll start to be known from out of and town. And that's a playing you know, card. That's yeah. a, hey, well, then you're going to book me there. When you come here. I have something for you. Exactly. So you have something to offer. So it can't be, I'll say this. Two-way street. This can't be a take, 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 take game. Yeah. Even even for me, before I even ask somebody for something, and this is even beyond DJ related. Right. How can I be of service to you? Even in the most simple sense, you know? And I think earning someone's trust is important more than ever. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, that's Thanks true. for that question. Yeah, great question. And I just looked up her uh, page. It's Her name's Missy Johnson. Missy I'm assuming Johnson. she's a woman. She's got zero followers and some pretty dope drawings. So, okay. guys, go follow her because she... Uh, thanks, Missy. Got some cool artwork going on here. Missy, okay. thanks for the question here. Um, all right, let's move on to the next question coming up from Midnight underscore Mind 80. Thank you for writing in Midnight Mind 80. How to market yourself to specific audiences? That's a great question. I do feel we we touch a little bit on that. However, I do want to expand the the idea of don't skimp out on the research. Like immediately asking for the gig that you want is kind of a lazy approach to me. I think, I mean, look what I did right. even for Disney Plus. Like the fact right, that. Right, all those people were like, hire me. I'm yeah. here. Oh, it's like, yo, chill out. Like, right. have you ever gone out on a date with uh, another person with that uh, yeah, approach? Yeah, where's the courtship? It, it right? doesn't work. They you need know what to I mean? be, there needs yo, to be a little bit of a Yo, date me. It's like driving by, <laughs> like, hey, what up, yo? You know, yelling out the window. Right, like How pe- many girls are you picking up by doing that? Don't you know? cat call. Don't cat call for gigs, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the internet, it's like people are cat calling for anything. Like the amount of crazy like messages that I get where I'm like, did you not think to write hello or something before that? Like, yeah. what are you or saying? Like maybe addressing people very uh, like 
personally yeah like, and like not making so and also the copy and paste inquiry like you got to right. connect with people yeah. on some level you know yeah. like make a reference to something spelling that, things wrong oh my gosh already <laughs> that's like an that's the way to the exit door yeah so i think doing your research on something that attracts you to that opportunity now yeah. let's go back to core values also being self-aware if you know that that opportunity is something you a you want to do and b that they can find value in you yes i think that's because good. i also think you only have one shot to make that impression so i'm not saying don't seek out gigs like cold call like no you, there's, yeah. there's value in doing that but i think since you only have that one shot and if you're doing it in a in a way of you're a stranger and you're not being connected somehow making sure all your points are polished like yeah. have a proper if you have a proposal make sure that's updated and catered to them and um i, I talked about the branded email i just it, it, the people take you a little bit more seriously think about if they don't even know you so before they even respond guaranteed they're going to look you up so if they, those things aren't pristine yeah already you're shutting the door on yourself right. so even like you see people's I, igs and whatnot and like instagram should be yes curated in a sense what matches like the brand aesthetic you're going for, but mm -hmm. also authentic to you. Like, yeah. like, so it's not, they're not getting what they think they're getting. And, yeah. and listen with, IG, with social media, it's so quick. You're just like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Right. And you, you, that person, that person you're reaching out to has already made their mind up about yeah. you already in that instant. Totally. Yes. You're right. That's true. All right. Good advice. Um, let's move on. DJ drew music. What is your favorite corporate gig? Oh, that's like asking me what my favorite song is. Gosh, that's like <laughs> I know. It's, DJ it's impossible. Drew music. Hi, DJ Drew Music. I see you often in the interwebs. So yes. good to see you on here or hear from you here. <sighs> They've all been so, especially the past five years, have been just mind-blowing, like so good. I mean, I will, I'm going to reroute back to the Disney Plus thing because there's some things I want to share with that. I feel like, again, all the boxes were checked on how that resonated with me. It was a company that whose brand values align with mine. Mm -hmm. They're inclusive. They, you know, pop culture oriented. They have the same similar personality as me. Yeah. Um, there was a big financial reward after doing that opportunity, which is always a plus. Yeah. Um, I got lifelong friends. I feel like out of that, I, the travel opportunity was amazing. So as of recently, I would say, Disney Plus. That was a really unique yeah, opportunity like for it. me. And I think different events and different clients are going to have a variety of ways for you to connect with them. And I think what makes it a favorite or what makes it a good opportunity is if you feel good doing the work. Yeah. So doing it like not like not once did I feel resentful because we get there sometimes, right? Like, God, what did I take this on or whatever? Like, or, or you know what I mean? For whatever reason, rate related or not. Yeah. Um, and not having those feelings and just looking forward to where that that connection can go to, I think, let's see, to really, it's, I have a lot of favorites, but that's what categorizes me as a good opportunity and yeah. great event overall. No, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, all right. DJ Kaz, Killer Kaz, oh, Kaz Miami Kaz. represent. Uh, he wants to know what your favorite 90s song is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's <laughs> So right. Kaz, he asks that because Kaz and I, have very similar music tastes okay and uh like early 90s pop early 2000s pop like right. we are the experts on <laughs> yeah okay 
okay, see, like that's you're Got asking it. someone their favorite song. I know it's impossible. Just pick pick a top I, I'm gonna, one that you play a lot, maybe. God, besides every Backstreet Boys and Sync song ever, I will. Okay, well, I'm gonna make it. I mean, I'm gonna honor <laughs> that the leads spi- to the next question. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make an. I'm gonna honor the Spice Girls because did you? Know, he knows this, but you know, I flew out to Europe for their reunion tour two years ago. Wow! With no, <laughs> with three of my that's incredible. Gay guy best friends that's like i would have not wanted it any other way like that's we had us great like had feather boas and like everything like and and so yeah i'm a huge spice wow. girls fan huge so because kaz is asking me this question okay i'm gonna tell him spice girls and my favorite spice girls song this is a true story is say you'll be there their second oh, good single one. good one their second single is my favorite spice girls song yes that's that's <laughs> a good one that's a good song it There's a like a song. cover. I have a cover song of that that I play at events a lot. Oh, that's is like it by Mo? Is it yeah, Mo? Yeah, Mo. Yeah, that's a so good one good. too. I do play that. Because people always hear it and they're like, why do I know this? And they're like, yeah. oh, it's Spice Girls. Because it sounds new. Yeah, it sounds new and it's like funky and more backgroundy. Yeah. You know, who, this so. is, Dylan Francis? No, was it him who did that? It was Mo and someone else. I think so. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't it was know. Mo, who though, it, I do but know yeah, that. definitely Mo. Or Mo O with a slash in it. It's M with the weird O. I can never find it. I literally have to type in Say You'll Be There. No, Spicy. It's called Spicy. Spicy, right? I think it's called. I, think it's I, called I don't spicy. know. It depends yeah. how it's labeled, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I how can to, never find it in. in don't Serato. know how to create the weird O in my computer. Right. Um, you said the next question is somewhat related. Yes. Uh, hey, Aiko. Um, favorite NSYNC member. <gasps> my okay, so OG Dazzler, as in if you're if you're talking about twelve year old posters on the wall. Okay. J.C. Chazé. Oh, yeah. Schizophrenia album, his uh, his uh, solo album. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't think I have all these? I do. Like, <laughs> and some of you, some of you DJs, uh, look like you don't spin J.C. Chazé, and it shows. Okay, <laughs> in your sense. Some sets. of you DJs don't have a J.C. Chazé tattoo on your back, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, J.C. Chazé was my guy back Amazing. then. But even before that, like, I was a huge Hanson fan freakishly okay. a huge okay. like where's the love yeah. like that's okay. like yeah but yes to that question i was a very big jc chaze fan okay uh then he hooked up with tara reed and i was like no i don't have a chance <laughs> anymore oh my god <laughs> i mean well now what i mean tara reed i still she's still around like at hollywood were you dj were you djing the the era of like lay do those days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like she was the there. hills, Laguna Beach. I mean, I, I was at Ledoux one night. I mean, I'm sure she was always around. Everybody was there. Yeah. I remember being on that little stage, and Britney Spears was there, and they were like, Britney Spears doesn't want to be around all the people, so can she be up on the stage with you? And I'm like, all right. So she's up on the stage. I don't know. Like, weird stuff's happening. And I look over, and she's just puking into the <laughs> ice bucket of, like, the bottle service thing. And I'm like, Britney Spears is on the damn stage throwing up into the ice bucket. Like, that was a weird experience. But, yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of crazy things happened was, at Ladue. Wasn't that, wasn't that, like, such a moment in time? We were outside. Time? Oh, God, like, yeah. That was, like... like a- the I mid, was, you know, two thousand seven. Yeah. You know, prime two. I did Tuesday nights. It was like the spot to yeah. be. And I mean, those guys are still doing stuff. Uh, the owners, you know, they they have Warwick now. Oh right! And, Gosh, um, I forgot that. Yeah, they're still still okay, doing, good, doing the damn thing. Good to hear. But uh, they just reopened. Probably the only club in LA that I know of, like night bottle service club that makes you show a vaccine at the door to get in, mm. which is impressive. Yeah. Um, right. But. 
Yeah, uh, Ledoux was Ledoux. the spot, and probably uh, aged some of us. Tara Reed <laughs> was around a lot. Uh, all those people, you know, juicy couture velour outfits. Yep, all gotta everywhere. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we got two more uh, internet it. questions. We got Juju with the beats. Oh, what yeah. is one of your favorite things about DJing for corporate events? I feel like you've answered this, but if you've yeah. got anything else to add, if you I want, a big part of it is although I enjoy DJing an array of events, nightlife, club, bar, lounge, corporate weddings, all of it. I think in the corporate world, I genuinely like that. I've been using this term a lot, this courtship at the beginning and developing this connection with them and being of service. And really what I think the win is like, I'm being a part of their brand for that moment in time. Like I get to be a part of Adidas. Like I get to be a part of them. I'm one with them. And, do you know what's funny about that? I recently DJed uh, a sporting event, which I have no business DJing because I know nothing about. And the client specifically said we had had we had hit, listen. There's a tons of soccer fans in our DJ community, and they blatantly said we hired you out of the we we hit up DJs in radio. We hit like these affluent DJs in our community that we know very well, but we went with you because. You just understood us. You clearly took the time. Yeah. I don't know how a soccer game works, right. Spider. I literally don't. <laughs> but they trusted me, and ver- they knew that I could take things to the finish line in various forms Yeah, and be That's present so cool. and all of that. So right. really understanding, like, your clients and their needs and, like, what I like about corporate events is you. you there's so much more room to expand off – yeah. After that event, I would right. say you could argue that for any opportunity. It's really up to you. Yeah. But I really like taking that. Listen, after the gig is done, it's not a dead end. It is up to us DJs to continue that on. Yeah, true. And I love that process. I, I think most people find it daunting, but I yeah. really do. It's hard. I'm it, not, it is I'm not hard. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. But I really enjoy being like for the day or for that campaign. I'm a part of this. Like, yeah. It, the, Referencing Disney Plus, I was DJing with Mickey ears on, and I was yeah. Disney girl. Like I, right. I love that. Like I'm part of something, like this movement, and that's yeah. why I think I'm drawn to things that are community oriented, and why I love our community. Like it's not, I'm not looking at these opportunities as self. Like it's always back to me. It's way beyond that. Yeah, you know. Totally. And I think that's how you attract more stuff to come your way. Anyway. Right. That's so interesting. No, those great, great points. Um, all right, final Last question, DV, uh, DJ Kevin Belisario, what is uh, what's her favorite top five Disney movies? Oh my gosh, That's he, what hard. a bang to! <laughs> yeah. So, God, it's like asking what my favorite song is. I will say this: the Disney genre I lean toward to are more of the classic. Yes. Like okay. before Pixar. Got Although it. Pixar movies are amazing. Yeah. Like Love Me Some Toy Story and all that. God, the top five. I can give you my favorite Disney movie all time. All right, let's do that. Little Mermaid. Okay, that's a good Little one. Little Mermaid. Yeah, classic. Yeah, that is my favorite one. Uh, the music, the soundtrack is great. Yeah. Also, speaking of soundtrack, I think I really like the soundtracks of classic Disney movies yeah. as well. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, it's like, I feel like, if you were to show your kid a Disney, an old like Pinocchio or something, they would just be easily entertained yeah. with it too. It's just so timeless. Yeah. Oh, totally. I had, I had Disney VHS, like, t- you know, the plastic plastic 
Oh yeah, I that know. video cassette things. So that's what it brings me back to. I, yes. I will lean with old school Disney, like classic Disney. Number one being Little Mermaid. That's a good one. That's that's a classic that won't won't ever get old. Never. Oh, <laughs> never. But but I'll say this: I'm not a fan of like. 30 years later, there's like Little Mermaid 2. Like, I don't get that. I know. Well, <laughs> I don't understand that. Well, they want to get the new generation, you know. Yeah, I get it. But I'm I'm not, I've never even seen those mainly because I'm not like, that's interesting. Like, right. I, I watch everything because I have a kid. Of so. course. <laughs> I'm a fan of like Toy Story 1, 2, 3, because they, they all sequentially like yeah. came out in a period of time. But I'm like, 30 years later, 20 years later, there's Little Mermaid 2 or whatever that is. <laughs> I know. Is there a Little Mermaid 2? I oh, think there is. Or that, or it's going to be, like, a prequel to, like, right. Ariel's life beforehand, or, True. like, I have no that idea. That could be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that, I mean, that also, the music was such a huge part of that, and it sticks with you forever. Yeah, you know? for That's sure. That's true. And we're DJs, so it's what part of us. I do play uh, Under the Sea on my sets. Nice. And I go into, like, freaking reggae and, like, Afrobeat. <laughs> it's like, if I wanted to switch it up, like, if, right. if, let's like say, a dance if, if, hall I'm, set. if I'm also, a, like, a lineup, <laughs> yeah. and I just want to be interesting, like, I will, like, oh, I love closing sets. I will play, uh, what do you call, Circle of Life as my, like, closing. And it pops From Lion off. King? Yes. Like, people sing <laughs> to amazing. it. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, I never thought of that. I gotta check good. to see if that's on Beat Source. That's a good assignment for me. True. Beat Source. We, got, we need an intro for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the acapella out. Of, of, of Lion King? <laughs> Circle of Life. Um, amazing. Well, we've covered so many topics. Um, thank you so there, much for having yeah, me Thank here. you for for everything all your knowledge and just your attitude and who you are and everything you know it was great having you is there anything that you think we missed that you want to touch on or you have any other words of advice for the community out there listening i think if i can reiterate one thing of many things but one thing is just to do things with integrity yeah and the authenticity factor is so important and i think for us coming out of this pandemic, finding next steps or finding out what where we're steering our individual respective careers. Right. It all comes from within, you know? So, like, yeah. how you find those answers are really identifying the things that are important to you yeah. and that comes from your core values. True. So, I would really recommend, you know, doing a deep dive. And it's not easy. Like, it's, it's like taking yourself away from the you know, the lanes of the road and not doing the comparison of the cars next to you. And, yeah. and that that's a hard thing because I think for a long time and continually in, we've individually made our success point, the comparison, like somebody else's juncture, yeah. which is like not true. Like you think we all have our own lanes and we can succeed right. in those ways. And it's not much truly. It's not, it might not be money. It might not be the amount of gigs. It might yeah, not be like true. the types of clientele. You can be fulfilled in your own way without doing it. Whatever tried and true way that exists or the way somebody else has been doing it. Yeah. That's the truth. That's great. That's so important. I feel like that was the running theme of this podcast and kind of how we started. And it was nice to bring it full, full circle, circle and the circle and of life. The circle cue, of life. You got a cue in. Exactly. That's the, <laughs> If we didn't have copyright issues. I'd play that right now. Um, Amazing. Well, thank you again. Thank you so, so much. Yes. And where can everybody find you online, your website and your IG and all that stuff? I'm super active in Instagram. That's my tried and true method, DJ underscore Dazzler. I am in the middle uh, of a rebrand. So hopefully before this year, djdazzler.com will be fully activated live. Um, Okay. 
And so, and I'm, 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 I'm approachable. Like you hit yes, me up on are. whatever yeah. method of choice, I will respond. So I'm flexible that way. Amazing. All right, everybody go find her and uh, take notes. Hopefully you took notes on this podcast and uh, yeah. <laughs> got a lot of that info. But yeah, Dazzler, thank you Thanks again. Thanks so much, Spider. And uh, we'll, we'll be eating appetizers together yes, soon, soon doing a gig, I'm for sure. For sure. All right, we will see you Bye, soon. Bye, everybody. Later. All right, that was it. Huge thank you to DJ Dazzler for coming on the show. And thank you to you guys for checking out the show week after week. I really appreciate it. Uh, We are on every platform. So if you want to watch us, head over to YouTube. You want to listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are available from Spotify to Apple to Google to Stitcher to SoundCloud, MixCloud, all of it. You can catch us. Um, If you guys have any questions, comments, comments, And actually, I know I said earlier on the show that I wasn't going to say you guys. That was the topic of the show. So if if y'all out there got any comments uh, or you want to hear anything, hear me talk about anything, any guests, hit me up on Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. Huge thank you to the team that makes this happen. Vlats, Anthony, everybody that helps me to do this. This would not be happening without them. So shout out to them. And also shout out to BeatSource. This podcast is Produced by BeatSource, the 20 podcast, and join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.